look, does are you do you see the spikes going up and down? Also, we're recording. <laughs> uh, that's fine. We're there good. we go. Had some technical difficulties in the Try this again. Want to make sure we don't screw this up. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the Pals Podcast for our returning listeners. Hello, hello. For our new listeners, welcome. Did I just slur that? I don't know, but uh, I'll take it from here. <laughs> My name is George Boutsalis. And I'm Ricky Liorti. And uh, this week, we had Sidewalk Hustle. Yeah, our good pals, Trist- Tristan and Holly. Take it away. Uh, yeah, they started a fashion slash music blog sidewalk hustle years ago about a decade ago just over uh now it's transformed into a complete lifestyle blog and a little bit more than that they are amazing say like lifestyle website more yeah. so yeah they are amazing digital marketers writers uh fashion enthusiasts photographers that, yeah basically a little bit of everything. avid music fans videographers everything creative directors yeah just great people and some of the craziest Actually, arguably one of the craziest stories we've ever had on this podcast. Yeah, it's a, it's honestly, I, and there was a lot of tangents we we went on, and a lot we didn't even have an opportunity to dive into that really would have got taken this thing for another whole other dimension. Um, but you know, in, considering we went, you know, the episode's about two hours long. I mean, we could have gone for for four hours. It was some of the craziest stories. Tristan Holly, thanks for being great guests. Um, look forward to having a part two and, and catching up. But guys, give it a listen and uh, check out Sidewalk Hustle. Yep. We'd like to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, Cottage Springs. Uh, they make some of the greatest vodka waters, vodka sodas out there. Uh, definitely check them out at your local LCBOs. Zero carbs, zero grams of sugar. Uh, we've said it on this podcast numerous times, some of the best drinks we've had. They just actually released a new raspberry lime vodka water and a new vodka lemonade. So check those out at your local LCBO or check them out online at Cottage Springs. And that vodka water, by the way, is in like a four liter box or something. Yeah. That thing looks like a good time. Can't oh, wait to bust that up yeah. for the cottage. Oh, yeah. I uh, want to give a shout out to RFP Design, our good friends and our pal, Andrew Moretti. They were the they were gracious enough to donate or to get together to provide us with this this incredibly beautiful couch that has really imp- uh, made our studio space and our and our online uh, video pop a lot more. They make custom furniture. They do custom beds, custom couches, custom chairs, custom dresses. Anything you need for your house, custom that they can they they can make it. Uh, Andrew is is not. He is a serial entrepreneur and one who will is not shy to take on any new uh, task or project. Nothing's too big or too small. They are one of the. They got to be one of the fastest growing custom manufacturers, custom furniture manufacturers in Canada. Um, shout out to them. Shout out to the team over there for making this amazing couch. Shout out to Andrew. Go check them out, guys. www.rfpdesign.com and let them know the pal sent you. And I guess last but certainly not least, give a shout out to Cast. Uh, our baby and the newest and hottest social voting platform. Also no social media, but we're trying to get away from that because we're trying to be a little more objective. And what we're trying to do is be the objective assembly of public opinion. How we do so is we remove the friction of participation in online conversations by allowing people to be honest, authentic, unique, objective, and just downright curious. We eliminate the social pressures. We eliminate the influence. We eliminate all of those things that would skew someone's opinion um, in order to deliver fully objective and transparent results to our users and let them think for themselves. Because at the end of the day, everyone should think for themselves. I think that's about it. Go to ta- go to joincast.co to download now. We are in beta, but the app is still fully functional and it's up and running. So get on there now to get your usernames and start casting today because it's about to blow up. My pal. LFG, let's go. go.
actually started as a. Well, are we going? Maybe we'll. Well, it'll be a roll. Right? It'll be a rolling start. Yeah. Okay, cool. Pretty much started. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, we're rolling. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, oh wait. Uh, yeah, we started it. Uh, I started as a podcast. So, man. I tell this stories. is a good story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love told this, this a couple actually times. might be the first time he's actually told it like officially to anyone. So. Yeah, like uh, else, like not on in person. Um, You're good. Keep talking. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. So way, way back when. So we met in university. Uh, I was uh, York. Okay. So I was. Um, I. These stories will just keep going further back to the Big Bang. So I, uh, I, I, so I grew up in Toronto. I'm Tristan. Hey, everyone. I grew up in Toronto, <laughs> uh, and I used I one of my first jobs was at the government nightclub. Uh, and if you're from yeah, Toronto yeah, of and of a certain age, then you know the government nightclub. Uh, so that's like one of my first jobs. So I had this weird like being a teenager in Toronto situation where like I could walk into like concerts and like uh, clubs at like 18 um, and hang out. Like I hung out at clubs. So I, I had that life and I needed to like have a change because Toronto. Um, so that would have been like early 2000s Toronto is just like a lot and I was having my own personal existential crisis Ugh. so I moved uh, I went out west to um, Lake Louise to like work at the chateau there and um, I basically spent the summer like not sleeping like uh, and like just like looking at the most beautiful like setting on earth like Canada uh, and, and and just working and reading and trying to like better myself but like at 19 I wasn't like trying to better myself I just like didn't want to be in Toronto anymore because it was like it was hot like emotionally. Um, and so after doing that, like I, I kind of like threw um, some um, other things, just like kind of, I guess, found like a, a sense of personal um, Zen. So I came back and um, to Toronto and spent a summer here and then moved to Vancouver for a couple of years. And again, being close to the mountains, I found it really like inspiring. Like someone who grew up in Toronto, the tallest thing, like your reference point always is the CN Tower. And so like it was pretty incredible to all of a sudden have a reference point that was like the mountains. And that stuff um, I found personally humbling because it kind of was like, oh, yeah, like, although I'm a human and I'm amazing, like these, the situation is like beyond me. Like there's, 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 I wouldn't say God because I don't necessarily believe in God, <laughs> but like I definitely like there was something sublime where I was like, oh, I understand myself. So blah, blah, blah. I eventually came back to Toronto because I needed to finish my degree at York and I met Holly and Hi. <laughs> and so uh, I took um, in modern Canadian poetry in class. Modern Canadian poetry class. Very unsexy <laughs> place to meet. It sounds. We just say poetry yeah, class we when we tell the story, like yeah. the the shorter version, yeah. like poetry class, and everyone's always like, "Oh, where would so you meet?" Cute. Poetry class, like, oh, of course, that's so romantic. But really, it's like modern Canadian poetry class, which is still cool. But modern Canadian poetry, um, Canada, is an amazing place. Not to talk politics, but like um, our like. Uh, waves of immigration have always been, um, you know, you have to want to be in Canada, especially 150 years ago. Like people were leaving Russia and then like coming to Canada and the government's like, cool, you're going to go to like Alberta because it's freezing out there. Right. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. It's better than, you know, czarist Russia. So modern Canadian poetry was like a lot of like cold winters. No one cares about that. Dark nights. Okay. <laughs> so we met there and because it was so riveting. I was no trying one... to scam a pair of massive attack tickets from him i overheard him talking with like a friend and he was like yeah i'm gonna go oh man i just spent so much money on concert tickets and i was like oh sick i love massive attack like <laughs> maybe he has an extra ticket <laughs> and yeah i don't know i get we end up talking and like i gave him my number and he was like oh he was like hang on one second i'm just gonna call a friend i was like what who the fuck leaves in the conversation like in the middle of the conversation i was like what are you doing 
And then he comes back and he's like, oh, sorry, I was just calling my buddy Matt, like, because, like, Matt's, you know, he's always got, like, you know, his ways of finessing. So, like, I wanted to see if I could get you a ticket, but I couldn't. And then I was like, okay, well, here's my number. Like, call me if anything changes, (laughs) basically. Yes. And it never, because Matt also worked at, like, the government nightclub and, like, um, again, we went to Jarvis Collegiate downtown. So, like, just, like, being part of the scene, like, he knew people. So, I was like, hey, if you get a ticket, you know, he and I both love Massive Attack, so we were going and there was a ticket but after the show i ended up calling holly and we talked for like most of the time called me the same like a day later it was like it's i don't know if the three-day rule is the thing anymore <laughs> i've been like not single for such a long time like three i literally i'm the worst i'll i'll text right away triple text don't care okay cool good to know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's honest so yeah so uh i met holly and we started dating and then we kind of like it it was really quick like we basically we've been together this like our 15th year Congrats. Uh, yeah, yes. Thank you. Um, and just like it kind of happened really quickly. So we moved in together pretty quickly. And at the time, um, I worked for a bank. I won't name it. And I was a teller. And I was finishing my degree that I had come back from. Um, Drink some water. That I came Jeez. back from Vancouver to like. Cause Stop the reason talking. I, the reason <laughs> I left. Nah, sorry. The reason I left. This Vancouver, is the oh, talk all you want. This is what we're here for. Oh, the more you man. talk, the better for us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. We love stories. Bro. <laughs> I love telling stories. <laughs> This is this is perfect. Oh, Match man. made in heaven. Yeah, Tristan was a bank teller. We I had moved <laughs> I moved into an apartment in Rosedale that was like kinda like the shady part of Rosedale. I got like a crazy deal and like I was working as a florist at the time, still going to New York, paying for my degree. And I moved there because I was like, I can like walk to work when I want to go to work and then I can just like jump on the subway and go to school at the same time. Um and yeah, I've, I guess like a month in, I realized, oh, fuck, like I can't really afford this myself. And we were already kind of seeing each other. And I was like, you should just like it just kind of like happened where he just like kept staying there. And I was like, maybe you should start paying rent, like <laughs> possibly. Which was fair. And yeah. And then I went away and like visited my friend um, who was living and studying to be a rabbi in Israel, which was like kind of strange. Um, and then I came home after and he was there and he had like bought a duvet and like changed the shower head and like did a bunch of like sweet things to kind of make it home so for me that was like how at the time the moment i knew it was like that was the moment you knew yeah because i did some stuff around the house yeah <laughs> it's like that'd be a lesson well, to she's every the free yeah. that's right it's fresh sheets yeah fresh sheets fresh pillowcases yeah. and a shower and head and a shower yeah. head it didn't take much back then yeah. Yeah, no apps to have any point of comparison. <laughs> Thank goodness. God, I don't know what I would do. Oh. Okay, so this is what, around 2007 So this is around 2007-ish, yeah. So to, Holy. Yeah, the, the nine-minute conversation we just had is just leading to the question you asked, so I can start telling that. Yeah, so I worked at a bank, um, and we were finishing our degrees, and I was unhappy, obviously, whatever, just like, oh. And then I got robbed at the bank at gunpoint. No. And that kind of left what? me be, yeah. So that let, so, ha ha. Let's pause. Can we hear this part? Wait, where, sure. This is the actual area, story. What area? Like, I don't want to maybe yeah, get yeah, too yeah. detailed, but it's like downtown. Is it something like. Well, so, yeah. Well, we lived in Rosedale. We lived in so Rosedale. it was like close to Rosedale. Okay. Yeah. Rosedale's a relatively nice neighborhood. Not Very in well, Rosedale, yeah. though. But it was like the, like the peripheral of Rosedale. So oh, okay. it's still Rosedale. But like the outskirts, yeah, we were riding the bus to get in because there's only one road in really. And we rode the bus with the nannies, right? Like, and like maybe the kids who went downtown that we weren't like, (laughs) anyway. I'm sure there were 
not na- maybe you should edit that part out but I'm, sure <laughs> I'm sure there were like totally normal humans yeah, that maybe are yeah, like yeah. of a more affluent demographic understand what you mean. also riding the bus sometimes because <laughs> sure you know but Anyways. yeah rosedale is a very affluent neighborhood right for in, sure in toronto it's 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 got a high property value um, so we lived there and I could actually walk to the bank I worked at. I'm not going to name the bank's name, um, but I could walk. And so they were on like, I think it's Leaside. Yeah. So it basically between Rosedale and Leaside, two very affluent neighborhoods. This branch of the bank I worked at was like um, what was called a neighborhood bank. So it was like tucked away. Um, it would be like multi-generational, like the grandfather would come in then like the son who owned like, you know, a business, Europe bound, a business. And then like his son would come in like all in a day. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was very like community oriented. Um, and one day, uh, in the exams of like my, in April, uh, as, uh, it was like a rainy day. It was gray overcast, but it wasn't raining. And I'm a hilarious guy who tells long ass stories. And, uh, I was cracking jokes with like my my manager and the the two other like my colleagues who worked the tiller the teller uh and then like i was i was talking to my manager in her office and the door was a sliding door and the way like you could always hear it open you're like oh the door is right door is open and so i just turned around and i like went to my sex station and i was watching this guy walk in and as soon as i saw him walk in i was like ah like I like I just like I don't know six cents or just like you're like okay like it wasn't a killer clown with a chainsaw but like I looked at him and I was like this he had is a wig a- on and like a he had a hood and yeah it was know, so typical. it was a gray day but he had the hood on the like tracksuit sh- sh- nylon he had like sunglasses on uh, again it's gray and he had like this beard and he walked up and he like uh, there's like a little ledge so you can't so as a customer you can like fill out your stuff without the teller like seeing your stuff but so he like pulled out like a little like what maybe I would say is a toiletry bag you take out on overnight trips and he like clunked it down and it was like like heavy like like boom like oh man that's not a toothbrush there's, a, not, gu- there's a gun in that's there that's not his checkbook right oh it's shit a there's a gun in there, there. Yeah. yeah well this guy's serious about oral hygiene <laughs> got four battery powered toothbrushes in that thing actually have you been flossing ricky probably has that in his yeah oh you're this guy crazy about his brushing his teeth my toothbrush my toilet so if ricky walked in you you might think that he (laughs) would have a gun but really it's just four toothbrushes okay so my (laughs) advice is don't bring that your toothbrushes to the (laughs) the bank bank. okay and we don't lead with that so he clonks it down and i'm just like oh man and he unzips it and he like pulls out the top of a gun like a handgun and he's looking at me and i'm looking at him and he um, is the glass bulletproof or no? There's no glass. There was no, no glass, glass at that no point. Glass. Like, oh, this is not the banks now because of the um, yeah. The this is like pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. Even with those are plexiglass. Yeah, yeah. I put a knife that. through those. Yeah. It's been yeah. so long. I don't even that think I there was. It I don't was just, the just like the little ledge and the. No, but I don't remember the last time I walked into a bank. I didn't see the glass. I just always assumed it was there. Oh yeah. For that split second oh, when often, I asked that yeah. question. I feel yeah. like the old school banks used to have that, right? Like the like really. I'm old just so used between the movies I've seen like lately. Yeah. And the fact that every time I've been to the bank for the last year, there's been plexiglass. Yeah. I just completely forgot that there's no there was no glass before that. Oh yeah. And, and I don't wow, even think that's crazy. bulletproof glass. That's probably no, no, just that's like plexiglass. That's yeah. just like you can punch through it. Protective yeah. Yeah. glass. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Continue. Uh, so yeah, he popped <laughs> it down and uh, he unzipped it. it and and pulled out like the like the tops of the barrel and I could see it and I'm looking at him and I can see he had a beard and it wasn't real and uh, it's, you can see it. Yeah, that's a fake fake beard. And he's like, hey, I want six swipes from the machine. If you uh, call the police or put an ink pack in it, I'm going to shoot you in the face. And I was like, as a side note, uh, more reference, when you are working at a bank, they do train you for this. 
And the woman who was training us was like, hey, this is highly unlikely to happen. It's rare. But, um, you know, you are dealing with money. So it, you are more at risk than others. So we're going to do this. And she mentioned like, she's like, oh, one time at lunch, I went for lunch and I came back and the police were there and I didn't know what was up. And it was because the bank got robbed. And like my friend was the teller and she was off for a month. She had to do counseling and all this. And I remember being like, yo, a month off paid with free counseling. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> right. But well, in the training, optimism. right. Well, you know, like making light of a situation that actually taught me a life lesson to be careful what you wish for yeah. or to make like put when you put something out into the universe, like. Make sure it's intentional. Like, don't always be a smart ass. It's hard. But so, to be fair, that wasn't like the first time you've had a gun like put in your face. And that wasn't the first time I had a gun. Okay, let's finish the first yeah, story. Tristan grew, okay. Tristan grew up in Toronto. So, like, so, he's uh, seen a lot and in not good neighborhoods. So, I, you know. so yeah. So, um, and, and, may, and as some reference, anyway, sorry, uh, I lost track. So, yeah, the woman who trained us was like, blah, 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 but she also said, like, what you need to do in the training is, like, you just act like it's a normal customer and you explain what's happening so as to, like, normalize the situation. Don't put anyone, like, don't make them uneasy. So when he said, or I'll shoot you in the face, um, I was like, okay. Now, the swipe part, oh, man, context, uh, that money isn't kept in the drawers anymore. So money is kept in these, like, dispensing machines. So when you go to the bank, and why would you, like, actually do this in person? Yeah, they don't but, have the drawer full yeah. of cash. Oh, some of them do, but, like, yeah. now I'm, like, really aware when I see that. I'm like, oh, you have the drawer yeah, here? Wow, you guys must be really okay if yeah. you get robbed. School. Like, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have to go to a machine, and every employee has a card. It was gold. And you'd swipe it in, and you could take out... Um, like $1,500 is the max in cash and you can do it three times per your employee card <laughs> swipe. Okay. So unless you're like the manager or something, even still have. they have to be overridden. It's just like a, a, a robbery prevention thing and, and it works. So if I'm doing two swipes and I, I, that was my third cause I did it an hour ago. I need someone else to co-swipe it. And usually in that you've explained to someone. So he already knew cause we had two machines. I want six swipes. Right. And, you know, and I was just like, OK, so like he knows and no ink pack or whatever. I'll shoot you in the face. And I Is was like, little, wasn't there a little button? Isn't a little there's no little button. Under button? That's what I was going to ask. There's no little button there. I think there is one in the um, cash counting. Again, this is now about 15 years ago. The the origin of the question. Um, and I think there's one in there because if that was that would be a more intense situation. And again, back to the training, she said, the woman who uh, was training us, don't just give them the money because it's they'll never get enough money and your life is worth more than the money. But also we're so insured. We're fine, doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, cool. So he said that to me, six swipes, I'll shoot you in the face. And I was like, OK, cool. I'll be right back. I have to go do this. So I went over and I like swiped from the machine twice uh, or three times and it like dispensed. So forty five hundred dollars. And then I went and did two more on the next machine and then it errored. And then my heart leapt through my chest like, oh, fuck me. Right. So then um, one of my coworkers, whose name I literally have not thought about until this moment, because I guess it's up Monica. She walked by and I was like, hey, Monica, can I just get an extra swipe? And she was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Boom. And, you know, swiped. And I was like, OK, thanks. And I went back and I handed him the stack. And I was like, and again, because I'm in um, like automatic response mode. Uh, you count out the money to show, yeah. right? So I'm like, okay, well, here you go. And I was like, <laughs> well, I guess you I actually guess you don't know. need yeah. me to count it, right? Because I'm, I'm still like kind of like, you know, making light of this, you know, whatever. And then he takes it and it's a stack. So uh, 45 times, so maybe 9,000. Later, the police told me he only got like seven or eight. So I guess I didn't put it in. 
um, but 9,000 and he like a stack and he like peeled through it like you would a magazine, you know, like, psh, like do a to book. To check for the dye pack. To check pack. for the dye pack. This guy he, knew exactly what he so was doing. So then he tapped it on both wrists. I don't know, superstitious or again, checking for the dye pack. Then put it away, zipped up the gun, turned around and walked away. And as soon as he left through the door, squeak, turned, walked out of my sight. I waited. Turned back to my manager and was like, we just got robbed. And she's like, you're so funny. And I was like, no, no, we just got robbed. And then she was like, oh, crap. Hit the button. And the police were there less than three minutes later. That guy robbed two other t- that day. Boom, 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 boom. You just revealed the name of the bank. <laughs> Even though you were, I you were trying so hard not to say it. That. But okay. like, I mean, it's kind of cool because like now we work with them well, in like yeah. a different capacity. Which okay, okay. Kind of I'm, cool. I'm yeah. get back this. So then he, he zips off and robs two other of the same banks. <laughs> and that day in Scarborough, another bank of a different brand also got robbed, but the police shot the guy when he was leaving. So I don't know if it was like a full moon bank robbery day or anything, but like that was it. So that happened. Cops were there three minutes. They interviewed me. That's fine. Uh, then another guy interviewed me. and then the detect- So I got interviewed three times, the detectives. And the crazy thing for all that was like the cop was like, oh, I used to work at... Like, oh, my brother works at... Or like, whatever, my family works for... Like, fuck. I got to bleep a lot now. Sorry. <laughs> It's okay, I can bleep them. My 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 family works for this bank as well. <laughs> um, but he was the, the officer was like, you, "You what you did? Like you did the right thing." He's like, "It's crazy." And then I made a joke, um, which I always thought, which was like, "Who robs banks anyway? Like you can't get enough money." Yeah. And the detective for and under also, ten grand, that yeah. seems like you could get there. Well, and <laughs> a different way. the moment you say you have like a gun, like you, whether you do or you don't, your your sentence will go up. The repercussions for that are, are higher um, and, you know, robbing banks. But with deadpan, the detective was like, yeah, robbing a banks is usually for poor, desperate people. If you really wanted to make money, you would just uh, defraud the bank because often you'll get away with the money. You won't even do any jail time. And I was just like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what a day that was. Okay. I remember when he called me and I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, no. what? O- okay. Cool. Yeah. I guess you got some time off now and some free therapy. Yeah. So be careful what he you now has, for. But he now has free therapy for life. Okay. Like he's, it's totally government <laughs> This is jumping like I am. I'm trying to keep up. I don't even know how we got on this topic. That we get the question this was, the how's the well how it started? <laughs> yeah. Holy. This is the origin story. The origin it story. all feeds yeah. into oh. this one small moment Holy of the story. Holy cow. Do you know why they always make a Superman movie like over, Spider-Man over and over again every couple of years? Origin stories, bro. Origin stories. Yeah, I agree. Um, so this was let's call uh, still 2007. Let's say 2007. Yep. Okay. A lot happened. So yeah, it was a it was a big year. My mom also got really was diagnosed with a really bad illness that like still to this day so autoimmune. So you know COVID and blah blah blah. But um, that was a big year, and I basically understandably I'd come back from Vancouver uh, to finish my degree because I realized I needed to finish it if nothing else to get my mom to stop saying finish your degree. But I knew that because uh, when I was out in Vancouver, I'd gotten as far as I could career wise without a university degree. Not saying anyone since then has ever asked to see my university degree, degree, uh, but, you know, you, I, I understood the game I had to play. So uh, that was all happening. The bank robbery happened. I wasn't really into it. I had to do uh, trauma, uh, PTSD counseling, uh, which was fine. It was over the phone. And uh, you weren't like traumatized, though. I think that like you need to also note that like. You know, Tristan grew up at like River and Gerard. So like, you know, yeah. I mean, that wasn't 
and that's not a really still not really a good neighborhood these days and like to me i grew up in like border of etobicoke mississauga area that would now i mean sure there's hard shit happening there too but like that would to me i was just like what and like still sometimes he'll let out a story like from back when he was a kid and i'll just be like whoa like yeah shit it's funny you mention that because so George's brothers had an experience sure, kind of so similar. Sure the mic's a little closer. Like put it up. Yeah. It's a little bit quieter. George's yeah. brother had a similar situation with something like that. And then even my grandfather back in Brazil had a similar situation happen. So kind of, I don't want to say it happens more than you think mm-hmm. because like I've never even seen a gun outside of like police army and stuff like that. Yeah, me either. Or like never, in Europe, you yeah. kind of see them, but here I've never seen yeah. one in a negative manner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like at that point, it was like I was in school for like English journalism and I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And like he was in English history and like just finishing his degree. And I had another year to go after that. Did I? Yeah, you had another yeah. year after me. Um, And like, I think we were I mean, not that we were trying to like search for what for at that point. Like, I think I went to school because I was like, oh, cool. I did well in English. So I guess I'm doing that now. Like, just didn't really have a plan. And this was kind of like a fever dream moment for him where he was like, what am I? What is the mark that I'm going to leave on this world? What is my purpose? You know, why the fuck am I here? Um, And if it takes that like traumatic moment to kind of like spur that. um, Yeah, you should talk about that. Yeah, so that basically uh, to, to be up. that we so it was a, it was a tough year, and uh, while not to trivialize trivialize anything or like make light of it, um, I do that. I make light of things and move on, and I've I've had to do some stuff. So the bank robbery, like the gun thing, like it wasn't. Um, I wasn't quote unquote traumatized in I guess the traditional sense of like oh loud bangs and noises like that like I will say and admit and I think I've only ever admitted to my therapist maybe Holly but I was like for the first little while after that I was worried he would come back and shoot me in the face not like for real because I knew but I was just like oh oh man like I think from a day-to-day basis people aren't like oh man that guy one time who said he was gonna shoot me in the face maybe he will come back and shoot me in the face so he got like he got arrested like right away yeah yeah like it was like a quick resolution so you weren't like no it was like know. a couple and weeks they weren't later. like see you tomorrow after like the end yeah. of the day they're like okay you take the week off yeah i took I, I had time off and um not being traumatized but like i didn't feel comfortable and while as holly mentioned it wasn't the first time i was in a situation where a gun was put in like my face um it was the first time a gun had been put in my face uh for a job and also for a job that i fundamentally um had like problems with like the the way in which they did business especially at that branch because again it was a multi-generational very affluent two very affluent neighborhoods i saw like grown like million dollar like sorry millionaires like grown ass men like make these like teenage women cry because they were charged a dollar fifty like interest and they were just like how dare you i admit like I, i saw the whole and then i saw on the flip side like a single mom you know, who was getting like charged like $30 in NFs, like, cause we were bouncing in like, like the bank was like all of them were designed to like prey on that as all the whole system is, but to prey on that. And like, we, and I just was like my, I was raised by a single mom, right? Like I couldn't, I couldn't. So when someone was like, I'm going to shoot you in the face because of like what you do, I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And so I did have these epiphany moments. What am I doing? What am I doing? And I had a couple months, I had a month off and then I was, supposed to go back to my job and I did I went in how you doing oh great great yeah good and I went to like my position and I served one customer and I was just like no 
literally there is zero time in my life yeah. anymore for this. I mean, and you I, never were like doing that as a career. No, like, it was were, a good it was university job. job. Yeah. And it is a good university job. And I have friends, you know, like whatever. It, this is me personally. I just, I turned to my boss and I was like, hey, I quit. And they were like, what? And they actually wouldn't, shout out to the bank. They wouldn't let me quit because they were worried that I was going to go and do something crazy due to like what had happened to me. And whilst I wasn't traumatized, it did have a giant impact. So in all that, um, I never, I ended up going back to work for the bank in a different capacity for a little while later. But it was the last time I got, actually the last time I got sick, like a fever, I had a fever dream. And in my fever dream, I was working in the, the bank, the, the next position I was in downtown. And uh, I also, the, the job I had was like in insurance. So I kind of saw like health stories, like it kind of like, and so I had this thing where I was like, I had like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to die. Like I'm dying. And but I was I was at work and I was telling people that and they're like that sucks oh well what do you want to do for lunch and I was just like no like this is my dream right I'm like sick so I wake up and I was like okay hell no and so at that point too I went in was like I'm quitting and they were like why I'm like because you're an evil empire and I won't be part of it because I'm honest and I think when they heard that they're like oh crap like this is back to what happened. Like this is him like going off the rails again. And again, in a way I kind of was going off their rails, but I was like, I'm not doing this. So they again, put me um, on like medical leave. Uh, and this kind of goes back to what Holly was saying about a therapist. I asked my doctor at the time and they are out there to find me an OHIP covered therapist because uh, while again, I'll say it eighth time, whilst I wasn't traumatized in the traditional sense, I was having a hard time. Uh, I remember getting on the subway, which I, I since I was like eight, like since I was two, like I'd been riding, right? And I got on the subway, walked down, got on the like platform, looked around and just was like, oh man, I need to, I can't do. And I like turned around and like essentially like crawled my way out. I just like, and I was like, oh, that's like anxiety. And like, I, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. So this is now affecting me in real, like tough guy, <laughs> tough guy persona aside, whatever. I made a reference to my myself. I'm not tough. Um, <laughs> So in all You're that, tough as hell. I went and was like, I, I was that looking was cute. That yeah, was right. Cute. Yeah. Teamwork. He's a Taurus. He's fucking hard. Same, as a, baby. Hard yeah. as a rock. Stubborn. Let's go. Yeah. Super fucking stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> Unstoppable when we put our minds to it. Um, yeah. So this is, this is all leading to that. So in the process of figuring out what was next, I'd started a podcast because I was like, what do I like to do? Tell stories. Duh. Um, and so, in a, so and this I was like podcasting was fresh. Yeah. It wasn't like how it is. I was going to say, because podcasting didn't really take off till 16 uh, ish. Yeah. 2015, 16. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. When did you start listening? Um, I honestly don't remember. I remember yeah. listening to a lot in 2018, but I was traveling and I yeah. thought it was time. But yeah. like, I think before that as well, I just don't remember exactly yeah. when. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so probably 2008, I, I was listening to we others. We bought him a nice mic and, you know, Holly and my mom, geared him my up. sister, yeah. Got me the Snowball, which was top of the line back At then. At the time, yeah. You know, and it was like for podcasting and your Mac. And I was like, what, for both? <laughs> so, you know, um, and really what it was, was I was telling stories about like some of the, con like, the concerts I had been to, it was about music. Yeah, at that point, we were spending all of our money on like sneakers on eBay for yeah. Tristan that yeah. were may or may not have been fake. Who knows? Yeah. It was the good old days. The good old days. Um, and like concert tickets. And concert tickets. Just like yeah. all of our money, just hundreds so of dollars. So sneakers and music. Sneakers and music. Basically. And for me, I found it interesting uh, that it was like 
how how much it motivated me again going back to like growing up my first jobs being in like clubs and so on my mom uh had me young and music was a big part i think music's a big part for everyone but music was a big part like she was a single mom so like she was in her 20s when i was you know zero to ten and so she would play like the music that was like the hot stuff right so music's important and um i had been to by all this time like i'd been to glastonbury i saw david bowie I remember seeing like Nine Inch Nails. I remember this like band was just coming up. They had this song called Yellow. Uh, and I saw them on like the Glastonbury stage. And I was like, this guy suck. <laughs> He's talking about Coldplay. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I, I clued <laughs> I don't in know. this guy I mean, sucks. Maybe people no don't know that, that song. Like Yellows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, oddly enough, I'm big into music too. And I used to produce a little bit, but I had no idea the reference there. Well, yeah. I'm yeah, completely yeah. ignorant of that. Yeah. Go, but sorry. Maybe no, if but, you were like, it was all yellow. It was all yellow. <laughs> yeah. Yellow. Chris Martin's. <laughs> But that's I amazing. I mean, that's a long time. So anyway, so uh, like I'd been to Glassbury. I worked in nightclubs. Like I, you know, I was like backstage. I saw Red Man and Method Man. Like I saw all these people. Um, so I wanted to tell those stories. So the podcast was basically like me telling a story about this time I was at a show. Um, and then I would play like a song. And then I would come back from the commercial break that was me. <laughs> Uh, playing a song and i would be like oh man and also like block party like he had these sick jeans on and these jeans are nudie jeans and oh, like man. you got to remember when nudies were like the New? coolest yeah. stuff and like people putting them in the freezer and yeah. shit oh, yeah i'll freezer? never wear yeah, them again because you don't because there was them. like a ritual of like i, I, not I had them. them i never did that yeah. yeah yeah you're not supposed to wash them you're supposed to put them in the fridge to like make them stop smelling yeah. or like de-microbial them yeah, yeah. Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. i had like two pairs to love nudies yeah 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 we all did they were and so not by like cheap yeah, anyway, so no, <laughs> they just hit maximum saturation, which, you know, you want every brand to because you like I was there in the beginning. Now they're sellouts. But like, you know, we all want to be sellouts. Yeah. 2021. Let's offer any human being in the world of what your profession is. If you're an artist, a creator, huh? offer them, say, would you rather be a sellout or would you rather have this money? Have freedom. Yeah. Get the freedom. Oh, man. And if you're not, then you're probably lying to yourself. And if you are being honest, then you're a saint. And I do believe those people exist. Sure, and shout out sure. to them. I appreciate Salvador Dali, who like basically understood where he was in the world and like would wake up every day and be like, today, I'm going to make a million dollars. Right. Like I'm going to make art. And I'm going to say like, there wasn't no like, oh, I need to struggle to get there. Like, and this is 100 years ago, eh, give or take. But like having that forethought and understanding, like, why do you want to be a struggling? You know, why did you want? Would you want to die of syphilis in the cold on the Vienna streets? Yeah. No one does. Well, no one does. <laughs> no, for sure. So. And not everyone, just on that point, not everyone wants the material success. I think everyone wants the freedom to do what they want. So sure. I think that's what it comes down to. Some people want the material success. Some people yeah. want the Ferraris and all yep. these things. But I think it boils down to, doesn't matter what you believe, yeah. having the luxury, having freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah. And, and you know, monetary gains help you achieve that in some sense. So, yeah. you know, would you rather starve on the street and be mm -hmm. an artist or have money that affords you time that you don't have to paint all the time or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, sorry. No, no, I, I, you're absolutely right. I think the system that we live in uh, and most of the world adheres to it in some sense or another capitalism or consumerism or whatever it is that we're doing here. Um, it has now become a situation where if you want to have what, uh, you know, you would consider like freedom, you need to have money because you can't, like, you can't just go off the grid and you can go <laughs> off the grid, but you also need to be in a situation where you can like survive when you go off the grid. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Ah, so, so podcast. Yes. yes. So it started as a podcast. It was kind of like me and like our friends and his mom that would like. What was it called? I don't know. I don't know that it had a name at that point. So that's a really interesting story of like how we actually named Sidewalk Hustle, um, our network. Um, 
and so like at the time I was like oh okay like maybe I want to be a writer and like I was really into like ID magazine and like cool you know art things and I was always like oh man like you well you know we should talk about this stuff and like uh, I guess I'm kind of skipping ahead actually in like if we're going chronologically <laughs> okay never mind you, you, just, you guys both you guys just put, grab the mic and make sure it's like dead center to where you talk so wherever okay. you're gonna be looking make sure it's always yeah. centered okay Okay, we're good. You can, you can okay. move it as you talk to. If you're going to turn yeah, your head. This yeah, actually yeah. can turn. Oh, you can do it. Oh, there we go. Now, so yeah, it was like Tristan Hello. doing his thing, his podcast. Like, I think he had a few friends on there. And then, I mean, that was back before, like, there was any software or, like, anyone to, like, edit and, like, timestamp and all the things that you do. So who and did it? So it was, I like, hours okay. and hours and hours of editing mm. out, like, ums and ahs and all that stuff. And then at, after a certain point, you know, he was, like, maybe about, like, I don't know half a year or whatever, handful of episodes, whatever he could get done in his spare time. Um, we were like, he was like, I'm just gonna like start writing every day and use that as an outlet. Wait, um, time out for a second. We weren't recording. Oh, so this is, no, no, we are. <laughs> this is actually. We've ever heard on this podcast. Wait till we actually get to the part where we answer your question. Hey. <laughs> Georgie, we good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, okay. So we're at the part where the podcast we're is starting. Okay. We're, shit today. we're starting the podcast. Right. So it's the, mostly just about fashion and music and based off your experiences at the Gov. Yeah, and, and life in general. So it was like it was like the intersectionality of like uh, fashion meets music, which I guess up until that point, you know, there was no like social media in your hand. Um, you would either go to like a music website to read about music or you would go to a fashion website. And so I was just like, I'm curious about the in, like, the in between. Sorry, were you popular growing up? Uh, <laughs> it's not arbitrary. It's a subjective question, I think. Yeah. It's subjectively. Uh, so true. that's true. Uh, I had, I don't know. I had friends <laughs> and I also was in a bunch of different like groups. So he also played Magic the Gathering all the time. So. Yeah, but you you had you had some know. connections. Oh yeah, so like I had like uh, friends that like the friends that were like that read books. I had friends that were skaters. I had friends on the football team. I would hang out with like the skaters at the front of the school and they'd be like, oh hey, I gotta go look after my sister because I have a, a younger sister and I'd like duck out to Young Street and play Magic the Gathering with like my Magic the Gathering friends. And so I, I definitely had like groups of friends and they rarely. Um, I rarely brought them together mainly because like just the interest it's high school right you def you were defined by like what you liked um, so I always describe myself as a reluctant leader because I would find myself in a situation in which point I would be the like making the decisions and I always be like oh come on why am I doing this because I'm lazy <laughs> as fuck so so and sorry Holly what about you was I popular? Do you think you were popular? When Not really no I went to an arts high school um, so which one? Cawthra Park my sister went to Cawthra. Nice. Yeah, so I, I was a vocal major. So it was like me and like the basically people who majored in like piano and they would like accompany us and we would like hang out in like the um, practice rooms and shit. So it was a lot of like like theater kids and like, you know, choir practice and that kind of shit. But like, I don't know. No, I wasn't. I'm just like responsible, I think, for introducing all of my friends to Sex in the City. They've literally all just been texting me being like, I can't not think about Sex in the City when I look at you. Like when I whenever I see somebody Sex in the City, I think about you. And I'm just like, that's fucking weird, man. Like, okay. There is. No, we 
like I, I lived though. in Mississauga. Like I would get together like in my basement and like we would like drink and like watch Sex in the City. Like that was my childhood. Like okay. it was not okay. nothing exciting. <laughs> I, I, just to add some context that I, I after 15 years that I've know and observed, um, Holly went to an arts high school, Cawthra, and um, her friends, etc. But her her aunt and uncle um, were living in New York and Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And I went. Her, I had the opportunity to go there a lot when I was growing up, like when I was a young teenager, like, you know, 13, 14, 15, that I can actually like remember going at the time. It was like just going with my parents for Christmas and whatever. Um, and then I got to go like a couple times. My aunt, like, so for my prom, my aunt was like, oh, I want to take you to this like vintage show because I was really into vintage clothing. And there was like an amazing one in Manhattan, the Manhattan vintage show. I think it's still a thing. Um, and at that point, my mom had already bought me a dress and like it was a kind of weird vibe because I was like, oh, I really want to go because like obviously that's going to be better than what I found at the fucking mall, you know. Um, so, yeah, I got the opportunity to go there a handful of times like with friends and like we'd go into the city like they lived in Connecticut. So we would like go in like they would drop us off at the train station and we just like go in all day and like fucking probably had like 50 bucks and like you know, just tried to like spend that however we could like go to Century 21 and just, you know, really broaden my horizons being able to do that. And like my friends kind of like saw me as like the into that world too, um, in a way. And like I had a lot of friends who were like on the art side of things at Cothra and they were kind of like cool weirdos. Um, so yeah, I got to do that and I it totally changed my perspective of like how I was before, like, you know, just in my parents' basement watching Sex in the City. Like I even went like one time we even went to Carrie's house and like did a photo shoot. Like they drove in and they were like, Okay, cool, this is her house and we're like, Oh sweet. It was like eleven Perry Street and it's a house that exists. And like there's photos of me wearing like this cute dress like on the top of the stairs. It sounds really fucking lame, but like <laughs> It was cool. I was like, oh, this is like legit cool. And I remember going into this like vintage store at the end of the street called Gemma. And it was like the most fucking magical dresses ever. But they were like so expensive, like obviously because New York and the neighborhood Greenwich Village. Right. So, yeah. Um, what, what was your point, though? No, my well, that I want to just like take note. Like she's she was running. So up. We're just like talking down tangents hey, but now. This is what this is. Yeah. This is a conversation. Okay, right? cool. But yeah. no script here. She, what she described as, as I'm listening to it now is like is Instagram, right? Like we drove there. Yeah. We did the photo shoot. We and this printed was those on, photos off. Yeah. Like they're somewhere in a box in my parents' house. Like, right. And nowhere to post them. But like, I guess one that would explain like us still doing this like as as a career and also like to the insatiable <laughs> human desire to do that because we've traveled a lot around the world and you guys probably have been and like even if you're not traveling you've been on Instagram you can see people will go to the places oh Joe went to that place in that place you know the waterfall in Iceland mm. you know the swing in Bali the swing in Bali right like yeah. sunflower fields right things like so you'll go do that so I find that interesting that, that, you know, one, the human desire is always there for that. And two, that like, you know, now we still do this. So what was my point? He asked if you were like popular and I was just saying there's, you know, as always, there's more context to it because it was like there wasn't really like popular kids in high school, though, because like it was an arts high school. Yeah. In in this 
scenario, actually, there was like the the drama majors were one group, and so the drama majors and the music majors kind of had to overlap because like if we're putting on a production, then there's obviously like some music elements. So then mm-hmm. we're all gonna hang in that respect, and then like it was really like the dancers that I never saw because they were like just fucking trying to get with the jocks, I guess. <laughs> like actually cliche, but they were, um, and like never really connected with any of them. And then like the visual art majors, like I was interested in that, and they my school did a like made a point of like putting up people's art in school like people they did like a biennial and they would like put the best ones up and i'd be like oh shit that's fucking cool and like to this day i am obsessed with art and love going to galleries so well here did you graduate from gothra oh i don't know i'm not really like a year's time person like i'm just kind of like that was that <laughs> okay. time and this was that, yeah. i'm just curious because i'm i like when i, we're I like, grew up in mississauga as well that's why i'm curious okay. so i went to Loyola, mississauga oh okay well, what year were you born all right 86 okay. there we go that's yeah. yeah so you're a little older than me so you would have graduated well, by the time i started high school okay. before probably yeah. give or take yeah. yeah yeah i'm not good with dates and times that's why i'm like oh everyone's like yeah you started Slava custom 2007 2008 i'm like yeah 2007 2008 <laughs> i think yeah well, i think that's right i mean we made a roots jacket a uh, collab roots jacket and we like put the year on it so yeah. like that was the moment where we were like okay that's really the year in our minds and like even when we were first started dating like we were like when's our anniversary like we we're still like kind of just put the date on it like What's the date of the shower head and the duvet? Uh, I don't know. That's the date. I don't think so. That's the date. Jan 5th or something. (laughs) Yeah. No, Um, I think think we settled on like October. Well, middle of October. So like 15th-ish. Yeah. I mean, that was like a different thing that happened at that time yeah but we're not going to talk about what are that. we yeah <laughs> you know okay okay Let, let's yeah. focus on yes the this let's the focus current answer yeah the question the original <laughs> the first qu- we're we're about 40 minutes in yeah, oh, yeah. i like this we'll still get didn't there. get to the I end of the story this is not a bad thing this is a great thing me and ricky this is the least words we've said in 40 minutes yeah. in history and honestly it's the best i love it I'm oh. like, this is the point like we do this we want to we want to hear people's stories and we've talked about this. I mean, we've had amazing, diverse guests. Yeah. The ones that just go are just like it's the best because yeah. you you hear people's stories, and that's why we, why we started doing this. So, by it's all a means, good fucking continue. story too. Yeah, like, it is. It's a, good, like, it's a good story. I thought this was gonna be. Like, you know, I've always loved fashion and music, so yeah, I decided to start a blog. I was like, that, yeah. that's kind this of. Is like, I'm not gonna lie. That's what I was expecting. You know, like oops. I've always been into sneakers. <laughs> I, you know. I got my first pair of Levi's jean jacket or my first pair of Levi's jeans and I got a matching jacket when I was 12 and that's what started everything. That's what I was kind of expecting. Like a, a you know, a souped That's up what version. you literally imagined? Uh, yeah. Like a souped up version It's actually of that. not that far off on like certain aspects. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, I, I was expecting it to be a little bit better than yeah, that, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But I was not expecting the whole gun situation. That uh, was like, whoa, okay, where'd that <laughs> yeah. come from? But Yeah, sometimes we don't tell that story. It depends on what crowd we How much we're time around. we have. Oh, yeah. Because it takes 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. This is the one you don't tell it at a dinner table. <laughs> no, you, you, no. You guys have like the, the cold Yeah, we have the, the, we have the snippet yeah. version. Okay. Um, so yes, I would say that Holly was popular in as much there. She wasn't unpopular. Uh, okay. And then amongst her friends. It just wasn't like that. Like I think by the end when we were all graduating, everyone just hung out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I like definitely knew, you know, like one of the, a bunch of people went on to do really cool shit. Like my friend Heather, um, who's an amazing guitarist. She plays in Jesse Reyes's band. Oh, sick. And uh, my friend Adamo was on Degrassi with Drake. Drake. So, you know, they all like people went on to do some really cool shit. I'm always really like inspired to see that and like discover that. Like I didn't know Heather was in the band until I was like 
literally at a Jameson event and she was there and I was like, oh fuck, that's Heather. Yes. Like she just like is the most beautiful guitar player ever. Like my friend Robin, like she's also an amazing musician. Like my friend Jean went on to start a pastry company in, in Paris, in Paris, like that's sick. before he was a producer in LA, like, you know, everybody did like cool stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, well, I guess it, a good a segue time. to what you guys are doing and the cool stuff you're doing. Yeah. Yes. So, I feel like there's more backstory before we get this. Oh, yeah. We can't, even, <laughs> can't jump that'll in. Be, that'll be episode two. Hey, subscribe for episode two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, comment and like for part comment two. Comment and like for part two. <laughs> be sure to follow. Uh, yeah. So, the podcast. Oh, geez. Uh, basically, dur- so I was doing the podcast during the robbery, during the school. I actually took like a couple months off. I woke up after that fever dream. Is this what I'm going to do? And I realized, I was like, what did I always want to do? Well, I wanted to be a writer, like as a teenager. And like, I also wanted to be a rapper, but I can't rap and I can't write rhymes. I just assumed it would happen, right? Like, <laughs> But your friends rapped and wrote rhymes right. and like made beats yeah. around you. So that makes sense. Yeah, I was just there um, doing the other things that happen in those circles um, and, you know, hanging out. So I, I realized I wanted to be a writer and I was like, okay, I have to write. I'm not going to do this podcast, but I'm actually finding I'm not that happy that I wasn't doing work. Like, and it was a lot of time. Like I yeah. was watching you spend so many hours on yeah. it and I'm like, Ugh, I man. learned to read audio. I could see that like where my, mm, uh, like I could see the waveform of it and I learned to clip it. So I actually got good at it, but I was like, I can't do this. And I, we had gone to school for writing and like I could write faster than I could edit my own self. So I was like, okay. So we started a blog and it was just a blog. Uh, and the podcast name originally was, uh, I can't remember exactly, but it was like the twisted mind of a music parasite. And then I was like, that won't be a good blog. <laughs> so uh, I was with some friends and we were. At this point, it was literally just Tristan. Like yeah. I was not, I, we were together, but I was like, what is this thing you're yeah. doing? Yeah, she was still. Like, I remember when he made like a, you're the music parasite something, something like on like a Vista blog print card. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I okay. Business card. <laughs> And leave it places. Uh, but in all that time, I so I had moved back from Vancouver. I had kind of lost track with my friends because I had moved away. I had been robbed at gunpoint. I was feeling a bit traumatized. I had a lot of time off because the bank was worried I was going to do something. So I went and made a point of reconnecting with my friends and like establishing those connections that had been sort of severed and when I had left. And uh, I was with some friends again and we were kind of like freestyling on a street corner like, you know, whatever, like blah, 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 blah. And I'd been telling him like, oh, I want to like... I'm not happy. I want to write again. I need to like a blog. I want to do this, but like I need a better name. And he was like, you know, standing on the streets and I'm hustling and this is how we do it. And I was like, yo, street hustle. That's dope. So I went to see if that existed. Street hustle didn't. And I was like, well, I'm not going to stand in the street anyway. I thought it was written down. I'm more of a sidewalk hustle kind of guy. So it came out that way. And then I was like, sidewalk hustle. I'm into that. And because it was a blog, like today I wore, but it was again the music thing. Like I saw Block, I saw Method Man, I met Redman, and also yeah, it was like some really low budge photos yeah, that we had taken from our on like phones, probably a right? flip phone at that point, like, like Motorola Razor, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and um, it, it kind of like I wrote, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, and it was like fun and holly's like you should write more women's stuff and i was like no i was like you should write about this cool art thing or like oh this is like a weird thing look tilda swinton's in a box somewhere you know like and i was like no but you can do it (laughs) Mm. because you have a writing degree and holly wasn't and this is all now uh, like this is 2007 into 2008 and again like we when we met like university like we were poor uh like we had like no tv we had like our laptop we had like 
no furniture. We had like a chair. We'd sit in like the one chair. Yeah, we used to sit in one chair together. Yeah. At this point. And like we would. I think read we got a sofa. Eventually. Eventually. But we would read like art books and like you know not talking about the other thing, but you know we'd change. We'd alter we'd our imbibe. mind state. In. And then we'd like read like, you know, like a, a picture book of like Warhol or whatever. And this is sort of what we did. So um, I for saw fun. for fun. So why not? You know, we were moving up in life and whatever. And so Holly said, you should do that. And I was like, well, why don't you do it? And she joined and, you know, she was writing about these things. And uh, suddenly people kind of cared or like people mm-hmm. noticed. We were on Twitter at that point, too, and like trying to promote it however we could but just more like getting our voices out there at that point like personally like Tristan's handle was always like he was just sidewalk hustle and then there became a point at some point where I was like maybe we should make that like our business Mm -hmm. handle and then you can just you know talk about video games and magic the gathering on your other handle like (laughs) if we want to like really niche into what we're doing here like this was all like kind of a collaboration and you know we kind of did that as like our you know we got a bit more like passionate about it after we got home from work you know we would just like spend hours and hours doing it and like try to pour ourselves into it and then eventually his friend who lives at west who does like skateboarding snowboarding videos and like designs websites was like oh you guys kind of like have something here you should really maybe think about like cleaning it up and like making it you know like let me help you to do that and like make it more legitimate and we did that and yeah we've gone through like i don't know like 10 different logos since then and yeah when uh what year was when you guys kind of decided to like take it a little more seriously and it became more than a blog so that so we i would have i guess hollywood the name would have changed podcast to site 2008 maybe by 2009 uh all, all this has happened 2009 maybe holly jumps on board and starts writing it's now sidewalk hustle i um, now, in during that time when I was figuring it out, I was, again, not working. Uh, the bank wouldn't let me, generously kept me around until I found a new job. And my therapist had to sign off on it, basically being like, yep, he, can't, like, he won't kill himself and blame you in the letter, right? <laughs> so, I know. Sorry. Not off. That's fair. Right. So Gotta love him. Yeah. So, I, I during that time, I had moved uh, the internet social media was popping off and I moved into affiliate marketing and I joined affiliate marketing uh, because I had worked in the bank. They wanted me to screen people for uh, like fraud um, because it's really easy to like fraud on the internet. (laughs) And so I had to like call people and kind of be like, Hey, you're a human. You're selling, you know, 15,000 penis pills or weight loss pills. Okay, cool. You know, like I had to do that. Um, and then I was also like, Hey, why don't I do like the Twitter and Facebook? Cause that's all that existed at that point. And I'll just sort of like put up the things and put up some codes and that, that kind of took off. And then eventually affiliate marketing, I joined, and this is probably now 2010, 2009 into 2010. And when I joined everyone who worked there was like, last year was the golden age. And I was like, Oh, I missed it. You know? And like people like we of flew podcasting, down. no, of, uh, affiliate marketing oh, okay. banner ads on your website, essentially. You know, we I were just in, we were in, in du- a long time. Yeah, we were just in Dubai riding on like helicopter jet skis because affiliate marketing. And I was like, oh, I'm tweeting. But I was like, the Internet is where it's at. Right. Because clearly there's money here. Uh, and in doing that, I uh, I, I kind of honed in my skills. And I was always looking for a job because obviously I wasn't like, I'm cool with this. Like I, I, I essentially changed careers or finally decided on something. So now we're in like 2010. 
And I see, you know, we're, the site's coming along. Holly's writing. We've kind of cleaned it up. We're taking it a bit more seriously. Uh, brands. And this is where we... We re- both still have day jobs. We still both have, like, day jobs. I was a florist. Uh, at that point, Holly was a florist. Then she became a project manager. Like, we were moving up in the world uh, of whatever that world was that we were moving up in. And I saw an ad for... Um, it wasn't social media, but it was. It was like the government nightclub, Ink Entertainment, is looking for someone to do Facebook and Twitter. And so I went to the interview and I had like my sneakers on and like a bow tie and like my hat to the side because I just come from the bank world. So I still like class it up, but I was like still me. And um, I was talking to um, like the main guy and he's like, you know, social media, what we need is. And I was like, these are the things I've learned about social. This is it. And he was like, oh, and I was like, and I used to work here. Like now. Now I'm like, so this would be 10 years ago. Yeah, so literally 10 years ago. So I'm like 28. Now now you know my age. I'm old as dirt. Like I was like 28, 29 when I was interviewing for this. And I was like, I get this. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. So they eventually hired me. Um, but the reason they did, ironically, is your second interview when the guy who brought me and bumped me up to the next two people, he was like, yo, I like your sneakers. And I was like, I like yours. Are those the like Atmos elephants? And he's like, they are. So like that was enough. Huh. Aww, uh, Jose. And, yeah, Jose. And then his boss, who eventually like still is part of the Ink Empire, he was like, "You do sidewalk hustle." And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "That's your website." I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Will you stop doing it when you come to work here?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "Okay." And that was that. Like that's not a big, but I remember that so distinctly. And that is now like now we're into 2011. And so between that time, Holly and I were taking it seriously, and um. We ended up as on, seriously as we could. I don't think Instagram was like a. There was thing. no Instagram, so we were like we we go to like events, to the, we'd go to like tweet ups tweet with ups. people that we would like talk to online, on and Twitter. then we would like end up at the Drake and like yeah, be having a drinks. drink and whatever. Like we didn't. We're really just like, oh sweet, cool, free drinks. Yeah, let's go. You know, like not to be gauche about no, it. No, but, but there was at no that benefits. point we were like there wasn't really anything sure. to gain. Like now yeah. I feel like everything is so like calculated and like curated and this like is not was common and just like hey let's get together we're yeah there. it wasn't like uh hey you're on twitter i'm on twitter we both like sneakers let's meet up at yeah, X, yeah. we're in to chat sneakers yeah exactly or now like, it feels more like you know how many falls you have uh too too few can't hang out yeah with you. yeah like, absolutely that's a, you you nailed it yeah. yeah so many people are like that now and everybody has like a, a social media presence in some way or another which just <laughs> makes sense like my mom is on so like she has a tiktok she has a this she has that um everyone has a something but back then, not everyone had a something. Like mm-hmm. Holly didn't even have a personal Facebook because she's yeah. like, no. I didn't want to be on it. I just wanted to, I wanted to become like a serious magazine writer, you know, art director or something like that, that like I could, I could create art, but I would be behind the scenes. Like I didn't want to have it be about me. Yeah. That's fair. That's interesting. And so uh, just ha- knowing people in the city, common interests on Twitter, which again was a common interest. We'd meet those people and we use Twitter to, you know, promote stuff like our, our posts on the site rather like, mm-hmm. hey, we wrote about <clears throat> that. And it was still from a storytelling perspective. Holly um, mentioned that my buddy, his name was Dave. He was like, clean it up, take out the I, make it like more like universal, the we um, or don't, you know, and then like you can have something with this. And we did. And uh, brands would like all of a sudden we were added to like mailing lists. But then also Holly would like reach out on yeah Twitter. i decided that we had been spending way too much money on concert tickets and i would see like people's super amateur photos of concerts and i was like you know i have a camera 
why don't I just ask them if I can cover it? Like, I also have this outlet that I created. Yes, it's not like the Toronto Star or whatever the like legit ones were back then. But I was like, you know, it's worth asking. And like some some people said no, you know, at first. And that was fine. That hurt. And then, you know, eventually some of those promoters started to come around and like, you know, one time we got, uh, I will never forget, we got approved to cover CMJ in New York. And that was like, at the time, I mean, we had CMW here, which was well, at- Sorry, so people know- and Canadian well Music Week, um, okay. which is not Didn't really know. a thing I'm, anymore. I'm Sadly, it's kind of like dead here. Um, but it used to be a really cool, like I saw Grimes play at Horseshoe Tavern, like- Grimes, by when the way, had, is Elon Musk's yeah. wife. She not literally Jean played really on a artist, folding but... table. Like it was not high production. She was nobody, but that was the hottest ticket to have. And yeah. I think I probably still physically have it. Probably should keep it because you just sold a bunch of art, yep. NFT art for NFT like six art. million bucks yeah. on the other day. Smart Maybe. as F. Yeah. Um, but NFT I remember you know, like getting approved to go to that festival in New York and thinking like it was easier for us to get approved to cover stuff <laughs> in, in a, a place like New York than it was in Toronto because that shit was so cliquey here that like people just didn't want to let us in unless they knew us through someone or had like a legit connection yeah. so i remember when we got approved for cmj i was like this is it fuck yeah like we're going we're gonna go to like as many shows as we can yeah. and we did and it was awesome and that was like to me i was like okay sweet like i'm gonna just start playing like pushing our numbers at people and like you know just talking with a bit more like persuasion and like being more confident in what we had built because at that point it was like starting to get cleaned up and like again this was always like a side project so we put as much time as we could into it in our spare time and like we were really fucking tired and like we'd go to shows and come home and like write about them until like fucking two in the morning and then wake up and go to work the next day like it was a slog for sure um, so as we were talking about music, um, we were also talking about fashion mm-hmm. and art, which again goes back to the podcast that like intersectionality that wasn't being t- like on Pitchfork music. It's music, you know, it was like a music website. It was a fashion website. But and there I was, was always some crossover too, right? Like music and fashion, like where they intersected. Like I remember watching um, Fashion Rocks. Is that what it, what it was called? It's like a variety show kind of vibe where it was like there there were models walking at the same time as an artist was playing in the middle. I think it was called Fashion Rocks. I like wrote a paper about it in school. Um, and it was like David Bowie and like Iman, obviously. And the like, I just thought that was really cool. An arcade fire. Oh yeah, an arcade fire. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, so we would write uh, a piece about music and then we'd write a piece about fashion. And so at the same time as this music thing, they're like asking, <laughs> can we come cover your show? Um, fashion brands we'd reach out to them or they would reach out to us so uh palladium boots i don't know have you guys heard of palladium boots are they you probably have and you probably will have seen them they're like Queen they're like military no, style boots they're in stores on queen Street. yeah so they look like almost like dr martin's type boots or no sort more? of they look like converse almost but boots okay I, essentially you they're not now, super premium they're no. like kick around boots yeah we basically got connected to them and and um I knew the person, I guess, through like meeting them at a fashion show. And he was like, hey, do you want to like, I guess we were, we'd been writing about them for such a long time. We would always write about whatever their drops were. And then eventually they were like, we were like, you should like, maybe like, do you guys have some budget? We can like play around with that. And like, no, 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 no. So what (laughs) happened was Holly did know the guy at Palladium. And he Mm -hmm. said, I have a bunch of boots coming for the next season. 
Like, or I, I, I can I. He's send better you, about the details. Like I said, I'm like. Can I, I send know. you some some boots, or will you write about this? And we wrote back and said, no. Why don't you send us the boots, and we will shoot it and make like an original piece of editorial for you. And for them, again, this is before money. Not for them, for us. Like we were like, for this us is an about oppor- them. Yeah. yeah, we were like, this is a good opportunity for us to like create a unique piece of content that like, again, I, th- I think this predates Instagram. Maybe Instagram was just starting around this time. Um, so yeah, they sent us the whole collection and we rounded up like a handful of our friends, some of our writers. Fortunately, uh, my cousin is a brilliant um, cinematographer and he was I mean, maybe not brilliant at that point, but he was like wanting to get into that and like make that his full time gig at the time. And yeah, we shot it like up on the train tracks at like DuPont, like near where we lived at the time. And like, yeah, it was a cool vibe. I still really like that video. It's on our YouTube. And so the video Holly really likes, that's not even so they sent us the boots. Oh, yeah. I'm glazing that over. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is actually an important story on like when things like changed. Um, So the boots came we took pictures we wrote the editorial and we had produced something and it was at that moment we were like we're not just gonna like we did but we weren't gonna like repurpose the same thing over and over again there's more to us than that let us show you uh so they did Yeah, we always wanted to kind of be end up being like a magazine um but obviously when you don't have a lot of money or backers at all um it's tough to be like okay cool i'm gonna like put together a you know a photo shoot or like a full video production like that was just not something we even thought was possible and so i remember they gave us the money because we were like you got to reimburse our photographer so it was like the first time money had been given to us and it wasn't anything it was for again holly's like cousin who's a friend we still work we worked with him you know we work with him still um he is a really good cinematographer cinematographer um and then uh he so, doesn't like being called a videographer yeah, so i call him a cinematographer because he's spicy um so that was the first time and then like a couple months later uh because you know they're like i think hey. we had had a couple sponsored post ops before that just to be like totally transparent about that like that was like people like oh you know we have this campaign and will you write about it and like tweet about it i think so maybe for because i don't think that was our first gig maybe events in the city uh, again like you know can you promote it because it was very localized Mm -hmm. but either way um the next time they came back and they were like hey do you want to do it again and we were like yes but differently we want to do a video this time and pictures will you pay for that and they were like, yes. And so then we made this video and we did these pictures. Then they came back another time. They're like, we have this, hey, we have this crazy new thing you've never heard of. It's a global campaign. Mm-hmm. And it's where people show it's us. It's called Explore Your City. A, Explore Your City. And people show us locations. the video that we had your, created. City. Yeah, so they took our, what we did for them and had a global campaign. And so we were tapped for Toronto. And it was like Hype Beast in Hong Kong. And it was... Uh, people in Amsterdam and so it was the first time we were now part of this like bigger conversation we were included with the like people that we looked up to and so we did that and again like each time we're doing this they're covering more and more of our costs and our costs are inflating because we want to actually like have more than just our costs covered Mm -hmm. and by the fourth or fifth time they were like hey do you want to do it again we did it maybe four times by the fifth time like you want to do it again we were actually like no because this is actually Mm -hmm. becoming like we don't want to be one trick pony and at the same time, other brands now were coming up being like, hey, we see what you're doing. Do you want to like work with us? 
and some brands. Then we learned like the hard lesson that if you work with this brand, then this brand doesn't like you. And that became an interesting road to navigate at the same time because there wasn't even really money being exchanged. You know, like nowadays, like TikTok, Johnny Orlando, like TikTok stars who like move to LA and then are like, you know, all like, we're now now we're in the like union we're actra oh i have this for oh i made 10 million you know it's like none of that was happening like we were trying to cover costs yeah right and so now people are like do you want to do this work and all of a sudden it's like well wait a minute like there is money to be made here yeah we didn't know we were actually kind of like i remember the moment where i was like huh and i looked at like the ops that i was getting and i kept having to like ask for time off from work Uh, this is like maybe a couple years later after that maybe like 20 so I went back to work at Inc. at 2011 okay. uh, and the boss was like, are you still going to do sidewalk hustle? And I was like, yeah. So it was still popping off. Mm-hmm. So this is like maybe 2012, 2013. Like- I worked at Inc. for, for well, I did promo. So mm-hmm. I worked at uh, Skybar every yeah. summer from 2012 to 2014, Yep, I want to mm-hmm. say. Sure. And then I would sell tickets for like the big events. Yeah, mm-hmm. we even like filmed interviews there um, with one like of our really great. Videos, yeah. yeah, we filmed one of our Palladium videos there. We also interviewed the Fools there. Like we did yeah. a lot of like stuff there. So yeah, I, I remember like we had like a we co-presented the Black Star show. Oh yeah, the Black Star like, show. That in was Toronto. like a big moment yeah. back then. Like we've had a lot of really amazing moments. But yeah, I remember like I guess you were still working there at the time. I'm still working there. I was a florist. I, I went back from like project management and then I went back to being a florist and then back to project management. And then I remember when it was like, I got invited to go to Coachella and I like felt really bad asking for all this time off from work because at the time, obviously, you know, it's like how it is now. Obviously people are going to work and giving everyone COVID even when they're sick. It was like not cool to be like, can I get days off? Like I didn't have one of those types of jobs. They were like, yeah, you you can. You just don't get paid. So I'd be like, okay, cool, sweet. Uh, how am I going to, uh, you know, it's tricky. But then I was like looking at like the opportunities we were getting. And like I remember like sitting on the streetcar and like hoping that my boss would say yes and that I could go. And then I was just like, wait a second. I actually like did the numbers and I was like, maybe I w- it would be okay if like I didn't work for him anymore. And I just like gave myself into this because of like all these amazing opportunities that were getting thrown our way. And like, I was like fucking scared. Like I was like, I don't want to quit. I'm like, I don't, I like, you know, I was raised by parents who were like super about their shit and like, they wanted me to have a corporate job with like insurance and like medical and all that stuff that like, you know, people in the suburbs dream about, but like this was not, like I, they still to this day do not understand what I do and how I make money. So there is that. Um, but I remember being like, I'm so scared. Like this is, I was like, Tristan, you definitely have to keep your job. If I quit, like I'll, I'll just, I'll take the trips. I'll go and like do these things. And like, maybe if you can come then great. And like, he fortunately was able to come on a lot of them. Um, and then like, I remember like two years after that, people were like, oh shit, I'm going to quit my, j-. like some of the people that we had like come with were also doing it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, and now it's like such a, you, you know, don't even need a to thing have a to job do. First. You just social media. Yeah. Yeah. Like we didn't know that we could make money. Like I looked at how much we were making and I looked at how much I was making at work and I was like, okay, it's not that far off. Mm. Like if I actually gave myself... I always said to Tristan, like, it's the good hours of your day, right? Like you're giving yourself, you're giving your job all the good hours in your day. And then you're like side hustles, just getting like your shit nighttime hours where you're not like fully focused, but you're super passionate about it and you want to be able to give those daytime hours. But like, how do you get there? Right. 
And so I quit in 2014, a, September okay, 2014. The t- time guy. And I remember like three months in being like, I'm fucking drowning. Like there is so much to do now that like I'm doing this. Like Tristan, you need to quit because if you don't, like it's, we're not going to hit it. If you, if you don't do it now, it's not going to happen. So like, I think you quit like two months after that. I gave my resignation on February 1st, 2015, and I was done on uh, the 14th, 2015, and that actually coincided with the closing of government Mm -hmm. nightclub, but um, context. So Holly left during that time, and while I'm at Inc. from 2011, um, working in social media, Instagram doesn't really exist, I spent four years, four and a half years working with the guys at Inc., again, you know, now, now in my lifetime, I've worked for Charles Kabuth, who owns Inc. and whatever, like the equivalent of like eight years of my life. So I was there. I really wanted to do a good job. Um, I want, I, they hired me at like such a discount, like, and I wasn't making a lot of money at the bank, but to get to at Inc., I was like, I will take this job for nothing, but you're going to give me more money next year when I show you like what social yeah. media can do. And they were like, okay, bud. Uh, and, but they let me do it. <laughs> At that point, they were still like postering. So I remember like I, I worked above the nightclub, the government nightclub. The office had no windows except the owner. He had windows. And there was eight of us in this building. Um, and we were just doing everything. We launched Music Festival Veld. And Did you work, uh, work with Massimo? Of course. Yeah. Of course. What up, Mass? So I... Um, we launched Veld, which was uh, EDM Music Festival. And again, this is the birth of the internet. We were like, let's do it all on um, online. And the website <clears throat> crashed because people wanted these tickets. Dead Mouse was headlining it, I think, whatever. Uh, that in our panic, the boss was like, we need to make the money. So have them fax in their ticket order. And I remember just looking at them being <laughs> like, are you Did you say me? fax? <laughs> right. But this is all the birth of like social media as a viable business, especially in Toronto. And this is a music Also, fest- I feel like a de- an older demo finally like respecting it. It was like there before, but like the older demo definitely didn't like give it the time because they just didn't see the power of it. And now look at us, right? So I talked to Charles, the owner of Inc. And I, I was the only social media guide. I'd hired a few people to go live tweet uh, like... Avicii at whatever or Tiesto at wherever and I paid because I didn't want to go I paid them you go and you tweet and I remember explaining to my boss I'm like what we're doing is people who were there or were there the next day are going to look back at the pictures and the tweets and be like oh man I wish I I was was there no I was there you were there yeah and everybody who wasn't there who's looking at it is going I can't believe I missed out on this years later I had an intern and I was explaining this concept to him. And he's like, yeah, I learned about this in college. It's called FOMO. And I was like, what? You're teaching this in college? FOMO? For- oh, man, that makes sense. That's a good one. So, But that was the goal. And I explained it to him. And I was like, I guarantee by doing this, and I, I'm part of the problem, we're creating this like, you know, instant like reward where I was there I'm, or I wasn't there and I want it. I was talking- Positive and negative feedback loop simultaneously. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And all in the end will go to sales. So I went and talked to the owner. Again, this is all social media. This is context. This is like, what is the power of it? They were postering. So he owned like, I'm just eight clubs uh, and a couple restaurants. And I asked him straight up, how much do you pay in postering? And he said, between the eight clubs and the like 
graphic design, getting the thing printed, then paying the team to paste it, then paying the team to take it down, then paying the fines from putting it up, I probably pay about half a million dollars a year for postering. And I said, if you give me half of that, if you give me half of that, I'll show you what I can do with social media. And he said, no. <laughs> and he gave me probably half a million. He probably gave me a 20th of that to work with, right? And we still managed to like make it rain in the desert, like because social media was so powerful. So powerful. And nobody then. knew because it wasn't oversaturated. And everybody, and I, again, the people that were following the government or the people that were following like these nightclubs and restaurants wanted to know. Yeah. So we were just London. Yeah, exactly. Union Cube. We were it's just like feeding it directly to them. <laughs> those people will know more about what's going on before the poster comes up, comes down. And then we started doing digital sales. And so all these things are happening and like social media, Instagram, like social media, man, social media, social media. And I was just like happy to be part of this team where they essentially thought I was like a wizard. They'd be like, we need to sell tickets. Can you literally, like, th as Instagram now exists, they'd be like, can you tweet about, you know, Tiesto? We need to sell tickets. And I was like, yeah, here's the graphic. Yeah, Post this. Sure, I'll tweet about Tiesto. But, like, that tweet with Tiesto and a ticket link would actually generate a sale, right? If, if you know, and then they'd be like, whoa, because it was real. It was tangible. And so eventually everything moved on. I still never got the budget for the postering, uh, but postering went away. And... For me, to go back to where Holly was saying, she quit in September 2014. And she was working for a couple um, months doing Sidewalk Hustle stuff on her own. And then I went to... Uh, the government was closing. The legendary nightclub in Toronto. Um, the landlord was pulling the land two years early. I'm going to build condos. It's done. And so in I saw the writing on the wall because I knew that the government was a money printing machine. Like literally they did a cold play uh, like a event once with Molson Canadian where there was only like uh, a thousand people in a small room. These guys were headlining stadiums and those tickets you could only win, but they were being resold before there was any resale market of substance for like $3,000 a ticket because it was so intimate. Yeah. It was, it's a legend, Rolling Stones, like it's a legendary venue. We did one with Kygo at mm -hmm. um, this uh, union. Yep. Remember Samsung Galaxy Party? Oh, Toy Box yeah. now, right? Yeah, it's Toy Box now. I think so, it's Toy Box. Yes, yeah, yeah. uh, unless they changed it again. But um, I knew the government was closing. Uh, I had had such a, the first time I had ever done illegal drugs as a teenager, had an epiphany moment, was at the government when I was 15. Uh, one of my first jobs was working at the government. I saw some legendary, I saw amazing things like music, music, music. Um, when they said the government was closing, uh, 2015 I saw that as like the perfect bookmark to end this and because I didn't want to like then be broke because as I said I was hired for less but each year I asked for more money and each year they gave me what I asked for because I was showing improving in the last year I was like I need more money and they were like the government's closing you're not going to get that and I was like I know I'm just saying this so that we know what's about to happen and I said I'm leaving and the first thing everyone said, well, Charles, who owns the company, said, who are you going to work for? And I was like, no one myself. myself. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, good. Can, good luck. Congrats. I hope the best for you, right? I'm so friendly with all of them. But I thought that was interesting. Who are you going to work for? Because people would do that. Massimo, for instance. You know, people would leave and go start their own companies and they'd be competition. And yeah, yeah. Club World is run like the mob. Uh, so I ended up giving my two weeks. 
the last the Sunday night Dead Mouse played the last show at the government. I sat there. It was like a moment. I was there's like eight thousand people in the building, but I found my own moment alone, and I kind of just was like, okay, this was like my own introspective, personal Zen like goodbye to a place that really like um, I guess built me, made me. Also, one of the reasons I ran out west was because working at the government nightclub, I needed to be elsewhere. So, like, it was so fundamental in who I was that um, I decided to give my two weeks the next day. And then I left uh, halfway through February, and I took a bunch of freelance jobs, one with Massimo, actually, like, just doing, because I was, like, a social media, quote-unquote, wizard. I think there's also, like, some insecurity, too, as to, like, whether or not we were going to survive at that point. And, like, could we make it? And, you know, it's a different world now, but... yeah. Uh, so I took some jobs and immediately regretted it because we were so busy. Travel opportunities, like make videos, sneaker stuff, sponsored stuff, 2015. That eventually I, I stopped after I finished uh, whatever it was for the few people I did. I um, I stopped. And, and you're then, like, I'm never doing that again. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Just I didn't have the time. And it went back to the, the, the thing, which is you'll end up giving your best hours to someone else. So we started traveling and we were not home and we were mm-hmm. like, this was such an experience and we were like elsewhere. For me, one of the most uh, fundamentally changing moments for me, aside from the bank robbery, was when I, I went to school in downtown Toronto, as this whole 15 hour long story I've told suggests. <laughs> but because I'm um, my age, I went on an exchange program twice to the south of France uh, and I can't speak French and you know which I'm like gonna say we didn't get that shit in my high school because it it ended by the time I went to high school uh not to talk politics but like the system was already being dismantled etc etc but I had gone to the south of France twice and uh first time was in grade six and I went first trip without my family and I went and I just remember being like whoa like understanding that people like how fundamentally important traveling is to people at least for me and what I think is like you all of a sudden understand or have empathy and sympathy for others because you see and understand that there are others. These people, I was in the south of France. They didn't speak English. They spoke, the, but there was so much similarity. I watched Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Running Man. Great movie Great if movie. you haven't seen it. Great Arnold movie. Schwarzenegger's one of my favorite actors growing up. Yeah. As a kid, Commando is one of my, have you seen it? Yeah. All time oh, favorite movie. Of course. I wanted to be an action star as a kid because yeah. of the movie. And Terrible acting you, now. You, <laughs> you mentioned that on one of our previous podcasts. Like a couple, yeah, more yeah. recently. Because it's on Disney Plus for some reason. Disney Plus has Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I that's wonder why. That's so strange. Yeah. I mean, they that's a, good I, for him. I, I didn't even know this, but it. I went, like, usually you see all the Disney stuff. At Disney Plus, you go for, like, Marvel yep. or Star Wars. And then my sister told me that, like, if you go to movies, there's like, the whole bank of, like, the Stars Network or Sony uh. Pictures or something. So I went on the, the other day, and it's just, like, Disney movies? Action movies. Uh. <laughs> and it's such a weird mix, but... They I had love it. Yeah. wait so Commando was Commando's on, on it the Disney Predator, oh, Predator all Predators this all is aliens. really good this nice. is what we've been doing yeah. with our weekends these days we're like yeah. alright Saturday morning breakfast what are we marathoning today because like there's nothing stuff. to do yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. we only want to watch old movies too yeah some good ones anyway sorry no, no, our, man, man. but this is, the, this is it right it's about common understandings and common, link, common links that I didn't understand because I had finally been removed from my bubble so I'm in the south of France it's Saturday afternoon and I was staying with a family and the boy I was staying with we went to his friends across the way and they had like a sega dreamcast and we were just hanging out and they're speaking french i can't really understand but like you know we're not i'm not like i'm so alienated we're still hanging out right we're doing mm-hmm. some dirt biking we're doing stuff and then we watched running man with arnold schwarzenegger and it was all in french and 
I, I wasn't like, I don't understand. I was like, I've, I'd seen it, but I was like, this movie's so good. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. So we all just sat there and watched it. And like, like again, this is grade six. Like, I still think about that moment today because that was the moment where I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, we're all the same, yeah. right? So traveling is so important. So in this job, like, we are so blessed that we were able to travel. And we made it a priority, too. We, we're always, I mean... We talked about like me being like really obsessed with New York. I always wanted to move to New York when I was a kid. And then I like grew up and realized, oh, fuck, like it's really hard to live there. And it's like, I don't know whether I want to move there and like start over essentially. So we're like, OK, maybe we won't do that. But we were there like all the time. We mm -hmm. were there covering like Governor's Ball and yeah. like whenever they like Panorama, like whenever Music they launched festivals. a new festival, we were there like had to be there. And like we were there pretty regularly because it's not a long flight no. and it's easy That's to sweet. get there, you know, easily. Um and yeah that just kind of like snowballed and we did that you know we tried to do all we tried to go to at least one in every place we went even when we went to paris the first time yeah we like found this cute ago. little festival and it was like out in this park and the french people had brought their wine and i remember rolling up and being like oh crap we didn't bring any of our own wine like what uh, but it was the chromatics which i mean they're like the heads know about this band and then they went on to be like really a big deal like years later and that happened like so many times i, I don't want to take away from the story but what's the best place or what's your favorite place you've ever traveled because of this oh because of this like because of sidewalk hustle yeah. i mean the i mean i'm gonna say japan for sure yeah asia shanghai for, for and this yeah. wasn't we didn't we didn't go for any reason we just went because we wanted to go there and you luckily with this you mm -hmm. make work wherever you go but because of us going to yeah we tokyo, did actually end up um going when we were in tokyo a friend of mine worked at a pr company um and one of his clients was mastercard and he was like hey there's um this meet and greet with gwen stefani and then she's gonna do a show do you want to go and i was like yeah i want to go like definitely first magazine i ever owned had Gwen Stefani, no doubt, like on the cover. So I was like, this is a big deal. Like, so I have a photo of me with Gwen Stefani. It's pretty, pretty fucking dope. Um, that was like a really weird experience though. Cause like, I mean, I, I love that about travel and about like the music worlds. It's like every audience is different. They're all like, they all, some of them like rave so crazily. And then some of them just are like being cool. And like in Tokyo, everybody had their own personal space. Like they were like, people were having fun, but then there were people like in suits. And I'm like, this is strange. And like, I was like, do they even understand like who she is? Like, anyway. Sense of personal space. Yeah. But because of that trip, uh, to Tokyo, which, you know, and, and Japan, and we made the most of it because, again, it's like 2015, maybe, uh, social media, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we had a friend contact at Converse, and she said they're sending people to Shanghai, but it's a last minute trip. And because you had just been to Tokyo, and because. Is that we, the same year? Yeah. And because we worked with. Um, I think we went to Japan in February, March, and then this was like September. It was, uh, and we, we had been, we had been working with Converse a lot at that point. And then we went to Shanghai in uh, August. Yeah. Oh, okay. August. Yeah. It yeah. was really, really super hot. Yeah. But they basically were like, saw that we had been to like an Asian country and were like, cool, you guys understand. And like, you'll be okay. We don't have to babysit you essentially. And so we got offered to go cover this launch that happened in Shanghai, which was super dope. Like, Very I'm cool. Super grateful to have gotten to Unreal. go to Shanghai. Yeah. yeah. And so those, like those moments were really special and amazing. And again, like, not to sound like old people, but like those moments you had to like make it happen. 
Yeah. And now it's 2020 or 21. And like, you know, the way the internet and social media works, like, um, all you have to do is be cute and explode on uh, TikTok and you're basically hired for campaigns. Sure. So. But our phones are good <laughs> enough now to take good, like it's so easily accessible and everyone can do it. Like I said, my mom has a TikTok, right? Like, you know, it's, um, it was like, you had to like, quote unquote, pave the way. And a lot of people sometimes reference us and they're like, oh, these guys are like, oh, geez. And we're like, we never, I, I never looked at it that way that we were, oh, no. geez. We just, I were think there was a it. handful of other people that were doing it at the same time. And I remember when like, I got an opportunity from a brand and I was like, I don't know what to charge them. They're asking me for my rate. I'm like, how much do you have? Yeah. You know, it's like a little like Mexican standoff yeah. situation. Like, wait, wait, how, you know? And then I would like call up my one friend and be like, did you get asked for this? Yeah, I did. Okay, well, what do you, you know? We, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds, okay, yeah. Okay, great. Then we'll, you know. We'll use and then, your like, number. Yeah. We constantly cool. like tried to like push the envelope, you know, a bit more. Um, I would just like, you know, I would try to just like throw out a number that I thought would be like enough to do everything we wanted to do. And like brands started saying yes. And like we got a lot of confidence from mm. that. And that's that's one of the reasons why I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to quit my job because like if I have the confidence and like can keep doing this and like we had seen a lot of people who were like in the industry and like big players and then they just dropped off and all got day jobs. And like we still see that over and over and over again and now we're living in this time where like I sometimes I feel a bit bitter about it like you know I saw a girl get like a a really big brand campaign like in their actual campaign like a fashion brand chose her and she's like I think she's like from Mississauga and she like exploded on TikTok and then that's how she got it like just like that and I was like that's amazing that you can like have that level of instant success now because that was very much not our experience like we one did not know that we could make money doing this um we you know had no plan or really like vision for it other than we just wanted to keep doing the things that we loved and not like spending all of our money on it because we were also providing like a window of coverage to our readers for these festivals shows fashion brands whatever it was um yeah I think there's a big difference between, I guess, the story you guys are telling and how you did it more so for the passion, for the love of mm -hmm. fashion and music and, and those things compared to some of the people today where I do think a lot of people create TikToks just so that they can become famous. Yeah, sure. and or why, they're why, like, and there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Or they decide, own, right? they get taught that like they can make money at it and here's a formula in which to do so. And like, I don't know whether that's like good information or bad information. Wonder, sorry to jump back. I'm just... I don't know. I'm wondering if like it's just fair to teach their own, but I wonder not if it's wrong, but I wonder if it's like if it sets the wrong message because when you can have instant success overnight, just around anything, you're chasing it for the celebrity. But then when you become a celebrity, there becomes the expectation that you can convey you have power, right? So like NBA players, for example, they they take social stances on certain matters. Yeah. And you have a big platform, but if you become someone big as a result of wanting to be famous, but then you start speaking to social matters, political mm -hmm. matters, financial matters, kids are listening to you. Mm -hmm. So if you're chasing, maybe I wouldn't say it's wrong because everyone should have an opportunity to be successful, yep. but it's that fine line. If you're chasing it just for the fame, not for your passion, are you passionate about or it? Or for the money. Like I see stuff. a lot of influencers literally just chasing that paycheck and I'm like, I get it. Go get your paper. But also like... Be true to yourself. Right, no, but like you like make I, something I think, that's great. Don't just remake the same thing that other people have done. Well, at like, the end of the day, too, it's 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 a fine line. So on the money side, it's like if someone's willing to pay, you're worth what someone's willing to pay. So if yeah. they are willing to pay, that's one thing. But you know, I guess the back the point of like chasing fame just for fame, and then you have this like expectation that you know you have a big platform to speak. It can then perpetuate 
not maybe not misinformation or but just you can perpetuate you know kids are looking up to you now and yeah. then you're stimulating the, the younger generation and now kids are all watching tiktoks and they're listening to people who mm -hmm. chase it for the wrong reason now yeah. have to get a platform to make a message and it's like this self-perpetuating yeah. cycle and these kids say oh i can become famous but you don't have a either a passion or a story or a or maybe some I some strong message just, to articulate i see people literally kind of, making up their own story and i'm like what, what are I mean. you doing so, but that's like, why i'm just to the point of like yeah. maybe it is wrong i'm not saying i think that i just trying to hash that point out because i never thought about it that way mm -hmm. i i you know so just even telling this long uh, story sorry it makes me <laughs> think because you know I, I remember explaining what i had figured out we were trying to do to someone and him being like oh we are taught this in college but mm -hmm. social media is so young in its 11 years of like being in our face that like i often like say you know in like 10 20 years from now will we look back on this time and be like oh my god how did we let our kids people do this or like was it like when doctors used to say don't worry you can smoke when you're pregnant smoke on a plane like you know is this actually like are we causing some harm and again mm -hmm. like it offers incredible like opportunities to you know travel the world and see other people's perspectives and blah 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 give people who have never had a chance uh, a chance but at the same time you know you hear a lot about um you know the downsides the dark sides etc of like social media which we're human so wherever there's light there's dark but it's like, is there like, is my self-worth based on like how many followers I have? Mm -hmm. Clearly no, but I feel it. Mm -hmm. And we now have like science, quote unquote, but we now know that like there is like dopamine hits. There is like depression. Yeah. Like we know blue screens. Do, like we know these things and it's like pretty much like the worst drug, but we're cool with it, which is fine. But like I do sometimes as someone who didn't have it. And then like was considered a wizard and then an expert. And now I'm just here, <laughs> you know, we're, everyone's doing it. Like I, I do sometimes worry because I've seen it grow. Right. Yeah. You know, sometimes a tree, you know, like we planted this tree and it's growing crooked. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as that crooked tree doesn't like stab someone through the heart. Right. Yeah. Like, you or know, fall yeah, on a yeah, house yeah. Or, something. or fall on a house. You know, you mentioned uh, some examples there, but yeah, maybe in 20 years we might look back on this as we look back on the opi the opioid crisis yep. in the 90s. That's what right. I'm asking. Like, is it wrong? Because like yeah. having the foresight to say like, again, everyone, well, should, have, everyone should have a means to make a money. If you Absolutely. are good looking or you funny or whatever, and you want to make funny videos and you get paid yep. all the power to you. So just Shout to be clear, out. I'm not hating on any kids nope. who are, are adults or famous on social media, nope. but no. it just becomes a slippery slope, right? Yeah. Because it's then you're almost like, a, I don't know if demigod's the right word, but to some kids, you look up to that person yeah. who's got the, the, those funny TikToks and it's like, wow, this person is so cool. And you become well, part of it, right? Model. And yeah. then that person maybe shares something that yeah. that kid believes and then perpetuates that and perpetuates that and yeah. just keeps going. And that becomes ingrained in them because at such a young age, never mind a young age, people like my age yeah. are, are very malleable still and can believe Absolutely. something they see. Well, maybe make it even broader, like in, a, in the Instagram sense, like if you're a girl and you're growing up and you're trying to like figure out who you are and you have all of these people to now compare yourself to like we were talking about this yesterday like instagram fucked me up good about my image and my body and all this shit like it did a number on me it, it's still you know i'm trying to unlearn it i'm in therapy and whatever but like imagine that like for me growing up i was like okay i had like magazines and like celebrities basically and then now we have like every you can like and you wouldn't necessarily have seen what the people in your like group were doing unless you heard about it like you heard about it organically and now we have access to see like everything that people are getting what they're doing what they're wearing what they're doing all the time and you're in this constant state of comparison whether you want to be or not like you just even seeing it takes you to that part and like that's really like that can be really fucking damaging well and a, a good example of this is I read an article talk about that. It's like 40% of people have deleted a picture off Instagram because of 
not getting the reaction they were wanting. Sure. How many well, people have archived the picture? Probably 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you think about this, if you're posting a picture on social media, it's because you like it. Yeah. Well, what changed from the moment you posted it to the moment where you think I need to delete it or I need to archive it? Yeah. It's just you're not getting the reaction that you wanted. The dopamine well, think, hit. Yeah. Think about that negative effect on a person. And a little different. We're adults here. But a 15-year-old post a picture that they love that mm-hmm. they love they think they look beautiful they that feel day. confident they feel confident they mm-hmm. think their outfit they're is so fire. excited yep. about it they and they post it, it and they don't get that reaction that they're hoping to get well what's that do to them right and that's kind of like a social dilemma i thought was going to cover that more the the documentary yeah. it kind of covered on some no, other points which i really didn't like s- the dramatization part of it i was like can you just let the scientists yeah talk? I, I thought it was a little too much but <laughs> yeah not not focusing on that but the idea that these children aren't getting the reaction and teenagers and even adults, for example, aren't getting the reaction that they're hoping to get. That can cause a negative like effect on them personally yeah. mm-hmm. and mentally. And, you know, maybe in 20 years where the science is going to be so there's going to be so much evidence and studies done that could show that this is actually so mentally draining on people that. We might look back on this and say, how did we let our kids yeah. not yeah. pictures? I think 100%. I think without a shadow of a doubt, no, like how, how did we, we can watch the this wild play back West. Yeah. Yeah. You already, We already know the science shows that it's a, it's, there's yeah. negative repercussions. No, but what if yeah. we end up saying like in 10 years, for example, they're going to say the age of to use social media is 18, not... Yeah. What's the age on it? Well, it depends what it is, but most social media apps are 13. So right let's say, but what if they say like, like, years, babies know. have phones right? in their hand yeah, and they know, know how to children, like get on YouTube if they crazy. want. Like yeah. it's my friend who is, you know, he's obviously he has three kids. He's very smart. Uh, him, the way he parents, like I don't, we don't have kids, but the way he parents, I'm just like, man, you're dead on. Like he, he he's so on it. But even he'll be like, oh, man, you know, my my youngest or whatever, like can already figure out how to like hack into my phone to get to the YouTube he wants to watch. Right. And like, that's amazing because you're like sweet in the future when it's cyberpunk dystopia, we're all going to be he's going to be set. But like otherwise, like, you know, it's it's. Um, but yeah, so I think definitely we'll look back and we'll be like, how did we let that go? So unchecked. Mm. But at the same time, like. You know, human beings, I, I think about this like in a weird way that like, you know, less than a well, hundred years ago, you know, uh, another pandemic hundred years ago, hundred years ago, people didn't have refrigerators, right? Like mm-hmm. not, not let alone like microwaves and cell phones and like, you know, projector TV, HD TV, whatever. They didn't have refrigerators. Cars and- yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're, they didn't, they couldn't freeze their meat. <laughs> like, you know, like, so like we've come a long way that, you know, the human body, I'm amazed, like our human mind rather the social consciousness the the cultural values of us like have changed so quickly in a hundred years that like no wonder our heads are like swirling and now we have Mm -hmm. then and then then we put these supercomputers in our hands that like literally you can do whatever you can do Do almost all of our work i actually read this the other day do you know that the uh the iphone is uh, i could the number might be wrong, but the magnitude of it is like one trillionth more, uh, one trillionth degree stronger than the than the computer that was on the first space shuttle that went to yeah. the moon. Yeah, I like, mean they essentially that. just hurled a missile. And, and in, in fairness, to sound to backpedal a little bit, not sound like a complete cynic. Yeah, in history, we've always. It, Everything's evolved. When the radio yep. went to TV, people thought it's going to melt your brains. And yep. then when TV went to internet, they yep. thought it was going to melt your brains and so forth yep. and so forth. There's always going to be people who are easily influenced. There's always going to be people who 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's not, I'm not saying it's detrimental completely because there's probably, a, there is not probably, there is a lot of positive gain. Oh, out of yeah. It. I mean, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have that, like the peop- the connection of yeah. people being like, yo, I saw your pictures or like, oh, sick. Like when Instagram like first started coming up and like people literally just had like shitty phones and were using like hipstamatic filters, like, we yeah. were like posting like high res photos and they're like, oh, that's sick. And like we had like so many celebrities like take our photos and not credit us back in the day, which wow. was like, you know, we would like it was flattering, email the executives also, yeah. and be like, hey, can you get them to add a credit? Like, please, because that would mean like so much to yeah, us yeah. and like obviously be positive for us. And like you also kind of stole it. So like, you know, <laughs> hey, please. And now we like have whole Instagram <laughs> accounts that are literally of things that people didn't create. They're just regrams or like I see people like crediting Pinterest. And I was like, what? Like, we're just like so cool to just steal other people's yeah. shit. And it's just not OK to me as someone who was like, yeah, of course, from the good old days but let's, when we let's, used to just be in the space and like if you were there you were like of course these are my people because like they were there they got there from you know liking that band or you know they're in that store because they like those clothes like you know and there was no other way to get there it wasn't like someone just trying to emulate something yeah but not to sound like a bunch of like negative people. <laughs> For let's, sure, I was gonna try. Ju- like, I'm like feeling nostalgic because we swing this around. Yeah, because I, I took I hijacked that yeah. one at the point we were making. Well, oh, I think everyone can complain about anything, but yeah. I think overall, like social media and like this digital world we live in is great. Like it is good. There's more positive than negative, and that we as human beings just need to figure out how to like regulate ourselves better. And to be honest, we always need to do that, and human beings do a really good job of mm-hmm. doing that. So we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Now in 2021, like it it is different. Like there's a, there's TikTok. Like it's interesting to see like the movement and like social medias and how it's changed. And like, you know, we still have a website which gets traffic, eyeballs, reading. You know, we have a Twitter uh, that basically we just aggregate like, hey, we wrote this thing. You know, we have an Instagram, which is great because personally, like we actually love taking pictures. We've never called ourselves a photographer. We've always had too much, too many photos too, like for... Like we always had, like I'm glad that I have now a personal handle because now I can share all the other photos because we were always like trying to give Sidewalk like the best stuff for such a long time. And then we like realized that we had like the archives of content we have are like crazy. Like the amount of photos we have, it's it's insane. And yeah, like Tristan said, we're not like going around being like, yeah, I'm a photographer. Like we're self-taught. Like we, yeah. you know, did But that. after 10 years of doing it, you know, and I look through the, recently I went through our hard drives and I was like, we have so many pictures. I was like, mm-hmm. we would be photographers. I've seen people with like two years experience, like be like, I'm a photographer. And, but you know, we never said that. I've also never would call myself a sneakerhead for real, but I've seen people who are like, you know, the Instagram challenge, show us a sneaker that made you a sneakerhead. And they're like, this one, and it's from last year. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm not going to be like, you're not a sneakerhead. You need to put in time. But I'm like, okay. But you know, I actually, pre- upside to social media, I appreciate that confidence and like self, like, that person being like, no, no, this is what I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's only been a year. Well, that doesn't matter. I am a photographer because this is what I want. And it's interesting that us who's like rode the waves and seen the different things come, like like all things, the emotion, excitement, like we were happy. We quit our job. It was thrilling. It was new. And then it kind of, there's like a lot, like we actually became like in, in my mind, like too busy, too in demand, mm-hmm. not popular, not whatever, just like too in demand for the different jobs that we kind of didn't lose the passion, but like it almost, the passion lost it was it wasn't there we put it to the backside we had to do the jobs and then you know to talk about positive things you know let's wrap this up geez stop talking tristan (laughs) but like it's um you know in an unprecedented year never 
like never before seen you know a lot of like bad but a lot of good came out and it also interestingly took us the time because we weren't traveling yeah we got to a point like i think it was like 2018 2019 where we were like oh man we were traveling so much like there were months where we were home for like three days just Mm -hmm. to like unpack repack do laundry like just go or like we'd be going like we went in 2019 we went from japan to um france on a ski trip like and then from there we went to like leon and paris like after and it was just like a lot of back to back to back and then got home went to vegas then went to like new york right after like it was just a lot and like i definitely think you know i there's some trips that i don't even remember yeah that i was like oh right like he has like a really good memory thank god and thank god we also document everything that we do on instagram because like i would not remember like i just there's so much going on and like and all the while like it's not like you get to just go on those trips and focus only on that moment like you're like oh crap there's this opportunity i have to now be like negotiating i have to jump on a call before i go to this event you know what i mean like it was just a lot and I think this year is really, well, this past year has really taught us that like it was taking a toll on our health, like yeah. big time. And um, we weren't like focusing on um, how to like really lead with the gratitude angle, I think of like, not that we were not, ne- we were always grateful for these opportunities, but they were just like one after the other, it was like a snowball thing. And then we would like piggyback like our own personal trips onto that and like try to like continue to expand. And like, I don't think we were doing it mindfully enough that we were able to appreciate it. Like in the moment we were like, I remember being like in Lisbon and thinking like, okay, where are we going to go next? Okay. Well maybe we could just go, you know, okay. Like, you know, and, yeah, yeah. but like, what was I even thinking I should have now I would kill to be there and really like immerse myself and like be able to put my phone away and not like need to take pictures of everything incessantly and then have that as it's been beautiful to reflect on that this past year because I'm like oh fuck like remember that like I didn't post that photo like it just went like the moment was just gone too fast so yeah we've really um we've pulled back this year a lot and like really focused on our health and um it's been really interesting yeah no longer will i go to a party for free drinks <laughs> i um we we are starting to near the the yeah. point where we we got to start wrapping up but this you guys i'm not gonna lie this has been great because you guys told the story <laughs> we didn't have to tell i feel any. like there's a lot more that we i feel yeah, like we rambled like and, and we do have some really we have yeah. some really good stories no for sure. no i love it and well we, i mean we to be honest like it, it, sorry continue i had to cut you off there go ahead I, I was going to ask a kind of off-topic question. I, w- I was just going to say, okay, so perfect. I, I, <laughs> no, I was going to say, sorry. I was going to say that like, it feels like we, you know, I think where we left off-ish was like the point, I, I was trying to think back where I cut, like I, we digressed a little bit and it was about how you guys were doing it. It wasn't about that like just instant hit. You can get like success overnight. Maybe around like 2014, 15, we were in that time when it was like starting to get traction and you quit and um, like Ricky said, we're nearing the end, but maybe then we we set up we can set up another yeah. one to kind of continue on from that because like I'm sure the la- is it fair to assume the last three years have have a lot more stories that that are included oh, as well yeah yeah because yeah, like I wanted to get into a lot of the stories about okay you know tell some cool parties you guys went to yeah. what some good concerts you guys yeah. got the access to because I know just creeping on on socials oh my I saw God. a lot of cool brands that you worked with a lot of cool people you got to meet so mm-hmm. we'll definitely get into uh, we'll definitely set something it, and up and like we haven't talked about also where this is going yeah, <laughs> what, the, yeah. What, what 2021 and beyond looks <laughs> yeah. like 
And you know, we didn't even talk about again. Subscribe for the part two. Yeah, um, <laughs> like we concentrated so like we started with doing music and fashion, and we have since like we don't really even cover music that much, and that's like an interesting story in itself because whilst we love music, like doing it for so long, like we learned so much about it, like we just like. It's I think we also got access to a little bit too much. Like we kind of, it's like a bit, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. We were saying that earlier. Like we were like, okay, how much money did we spend on concerts last month? Okay. It's almost like two or $300. That's a lot of money for, that was a lot of money for us back then. Yeah. And then like flashback to like two years after that, we were like literally like getting asked to go cover stuff yeah. and like getting like managers reaching out to us saying like, Hey, like please come. And like, we want to do an interview and we were like jumping on the tour bus and like meeting up with the band before. And yeah. like, and it, we got to a point where like, I couldn't even enjoy being there in the moment. Cause I was like, had like my, my camera. Okay. I just shot this. I'm like trying to fucking like tweet something out about that moment. And like my friends are there and I'm like, I want to just like dance with my friends, but I like couldn't do that. I'm like, no, sorry for the first three songs. I'll be in the photo pit, but I'll come find you after. And like, it just did, like, we got to a point where we were like, I'm buying these tickets. Like once we could actually afford to do that. And like, luckily it was a business expense at that point. We we're like, I'm fucking buying these tickets and I'm saying no to work, to working. Like, because I just want to go back to that time where I could fucking dance with my friends yeah. and not have mm -hmm. to worry about posting the photo and sharing it with everybody. Yeah. But before we wrap up, I got one yes. last question um, before. And funny enough, you said that because I quit doing nightclub promotions because it came to the point where the money I was making wasn't worth the fun I was losing out on. Oh, we were never making money from yeah. like reviewing shows or yeah, interviewing bands. Pay. That was when just was, like uh, pure my content stuff, for fashion. I would literally, I was making decent money, but there came a point where, you know, George decides to show up at 1230. So I got to go outside and get False. in. I never did that. Never did that. <laughs> and I also had my own hookups, buddy. Yeah, hey, man. Like, I could get in the club I myself. I was not the guy that, because I knew how hard no, it was. I'd not be like, hey, I'm outside and it's 20 people waiting here. Yeah. I'm all with all guys. Come get me now. Yeah. We would get the messages no, I that I lost and the, found the rules on a Saturday night. night. Like, Drake just walks in. Yep. Five guys outside. Hey, can yep. you get me in? It's like, tables are done. Yep. Oh, I don't need a table. Yeah. <laughs> well, now so, you're not helping sorry, me. Sorry, how, how are you getting in? Yeah. Like, It's 12.30. Drake just walked in like, I'm, ba I'm barely getting yeah. in today, but uh, my last question I want to ask and answer each individually. How would you describe yourselves? Like, has your, what's your career? Are you digital marketers? Are you entrepreneurs? Are you writers? Because at the beginning you said you guys love to write and that's mm -hmm. what you were. How would you describe yourselves and your career in 2021? Oh man. Answer I, differently. Yeah. Don't, I don't am a hundred percent a multi-hyphenate. Um, I, oh, I always struggle with this question. Every time I get answer, you know, get asked it, especially if it, you know, it's like someone I don't know because we are so defined by what we, what we are, who, we, what we do. Um, I now at this point, like I do so many different things that it wouldn't be fair to even like start naming them like I could, but I think, uh, there's this writer who coined the term multi-hyphenate and it could mean anything from like, you are in digital marketing, but you also play the guitar. Boom, you're a multi-hyphenate, right? So I don't necessarily think that like the work you do should define you. Um, I, you know, I am a photographer. I am an editor. I write not as much as I would like to. I also, you know, do a bit of bookkeeping. Um, I do a lot of sales. I do a lot of like client management. I am also a, the model for a lot of the stuff. Um, She's a founder. You know, I. That's the best word for it. Yeah. I mean, like, that's like our title officially. Co I'm, right. I'm the co founder. He's the founder. Um, 
but yeah, multi-hyphenate is the best way to describe it because I'm always trying to learn new things and, uh, you know, you can't really be an entrepreneur if you only fo- do one thing. Wouldn't that be a founder as well? Because you're trying to find new things to do. A mm-hmm. finder. You're a found. Yeah. Fi- a finder is someone you found yeah, things. Like yeah. You discover things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, so I, I, Holly's absolutely dead on. And I think we were talking about it earlier about, um, you know, we don't call ourselves photographers and we don't call ourselves this and that because words have a tendency to, um, Oh, I forgot stylist too. It's, stylist, I'm like, a, set design. I definitely have like a, a little yeah. sprinkling of imposter syndrome in there too. Like I'll be at a shoot and then I'll be like putting together this set and like my video guy will be like, yeah, wow. Like you're, you know, I know people who get paid to do this. Like you're, you could probably get, you know, here's how you could maybe get a job doing that. And I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily want to like do that, but like, that's cool. I can add that to my like, yeah. you know, resume. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, all my those things, all those <laughs> things in, um, cause we are everything, uh, and words can pigeonhole you. So, uh, sometimes we're content creators and sometimes, you know, we're journalists, but realistically, I think entrepreneur is like, mm-hmm. uh, is the way to go because, it's such an ambiguous uh, answer. Hey, what are you? I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, okay. Well, what do you do? Digital media, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Oh, like what though? Like, oh, you know, we create, like, it's just, it's actually like yeah. my story. It's an onion where each question is just an answer that is another question. And yeah. also who's really like happy with their title? Yeah. Like if you're in it's like, like a day job, since we've talked so much about that, like I haven't had a day job for such a long time that like, I don't even, I haven't updated my LinkedIn. I don't know what I would put on my resume. Mm. Like I, I have no idea what my yeah. skills are. Like I, I really got to like work on owning them apparently. Um, yeah. But like also just like doing it is one thing. And if I'm able to just do it, then why do I need to be defined by like any one title? Yeah. Um, and, and in, in that, the, the, I guess to ant to like cap that answer and to bring it all home, you know, what we were saying about um, the 2020, 2021 kind of, rediscovering something kind of like refining our passion sort of refocusing um it also com- we've been trying to c- become comfortable with terms because it's been such a long stretch and you know there are times where like words like social media were new and cool then they were bad and then yeah, influencer we were, was new and cool then it's a bad it was like word, tastemaker right? tastemaker and then, it was influencer and then now it's content creator because apparently influencer is like not a good word or whatever so we've always been shy of like labels in yeah. that sense but I don't um, think it's fair to like be have one person be defined by that, especially if it's like, you know, maybe it is easy for someone to be like, I'm an influencer. <laughs> if you literally started an Instagram with a certain aesthetic in mind and like you're like, I'm going to go after like these brands like, yeah. cool, you're an influencer. But like that was very much not our our path. So, yes, we kind of got there in a more roundabout <laughs> yeah. way. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know what? We normally have two questions that we before usually, we do that. Oh, I, I went for completely forgot to open this. Up. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, Sorry. Us, I, was, there, I, I brought you guys say, a gift because you guys are homies. So I will tell you guys part of the team. I'll tell you a quick story before we uh, before we like get to the wrap up too. So and I don't even know if Ricky knows this. People were sneakerheads. I was like a hat person as a nice. kid. I used to go spend all my money at the New Era mm-hmm. store. Good. Um, and I haven't bought a New Era hat, and I don't know how long. So thank you. It's like nostalgic, hey. but also new and. Very, very cool. I will, 
And also, I just got rid of a bunch of old hats there that I had in my closet this morning. And there you go. You got some room for them. There you go. Honestly, I know exactly what you mean in the new era store, too. I used to go, like, and when I looked back at the hats I bought, I was like, how did I wear this? Like, this is oh, so yeah. hot. Hats like, wow, lime green, like, Brewer's hat. This is cool. I, I would like, not be, like, I th- might get rid of this shit. I cannot. <laughs> I have hats Black that don't is the fit only me color I really Just because I wanted them for the collection. Yeah. Yeah. So it was on sale. I know it doesn't fit, but what if I shave my head one day? It yeah. might fit, or I can bring it to the new air store in the basement. They can press it out a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so thank you for this. It's obviously amazing that you guys. These are well stitched. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, the, George, they're, they're, did you get them at the new? Like, they're real. No, no. no, I, no we, we have accounts. Yeah. We make these with new air. These are these really are like well, official. A lot of people order them, and yeah, the we, stitching is yeah, very yeah. like flat. No. We would have given you. The embossed, we have the like beanies and dad hats, but we're out of them right now, and we're like we also in the true pan for true pandemic. Like pigeonholing, I guess. Um, in the summer, we were like, "Yo, we have so many hats, and like, dope. we don't know what to do with them." And we have also well, so many hats. clothes and like, just Big cool streetwear stuff yeah. that like people probably too. would think would be really cool if we just like gave it a second life. So we actually started um, tie dyeing and ice dyeing them. Yeah. So next time we come, we'll bring you guys a custom. Yeah. If you want. A dad hat or a beanie, you can yeah. just oh, tell me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I feel yeah. like I was like I was like maybe we should bring them Next one time. dad hat, one snapback. I don't know. Uh, we're also uh, like very close to launching a coffee brand. Mm-hmm. So next time we come, we'll bring. We're just some gonna coffee. get all of our little plugs yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. love it. Well, so. actually, we should actually talk. I uh, quick side note. <laughs> so we, are you do a coffee like the beans, like beans. So we have a coffee service on okay. side. Hasn't actually officially launched yet. Probably just. Not there there. it is. Yeah. Um, we're, we're actually like, so we do um, like office coffee type stuff. Yeah. Carry a lot of various brands. We do our own like private label roast, but it's because sure. our friends are a roastery. Mm. Um, but we should yeah. chat about that sometime. Yeah. yeah. Always looking for new, uh, hey. new brands to carry. Yeah. yeah. It's there called, it's yeah. called carry on coffee club. Um, obviously a carry play on, on like club. one of the things that we do when we travel is go to amazing coffee shops yeah. we are like obsessed with coffee and matcha and like the uh, environment and like how cool the stores are like especially yeah. in places like japan and new york and so, so yeah you guys like, we always one. bring back beans yeah and so we were like oh we can't do that like last year we like didn't have the opportunity to go anywhere and we like always like putting beans in our suitcases like trying to find extra space so that was kind of like the uh the idea behind the name. I'll give you guys one recommendation. We got to ask this question. I got to get out of here right after this question. Yeah. Um, These guys keep talking. Please I know. Let us go. <laughs> I know, I the, uh, if you guys like Japan and, and yep. Shanghai, um, so I did that. We Actually, we both did like that whole circuit. I traveled for a while, but uh, most underrated place in that area is, is Seoul, South Korea. We were mm. supposed to go we were in supposed November. To go. So yeah. there's, a, there's a coffee shop. The reason I was going to tell you yep. this is a coffee shop called Onion. Onion. Best coffee shop I've ever been to in my life. I'm writing that yeah. uh, It's probably, I remember because you, Yep. And onion. Hey, man. And there you, go. there you go. It's one of the coolest coffee shops I've ever been to. Okay. It's in this old, like, uh, looks like an industrial, like an old sketchy industrial sure. building. Really cool. Okay, Onion. Seoul is, uh, if you like Japan, I like yeah. Japan's, aside from being Greek and loving Greece, sure. Japan, I think, is the best place in the world. Yeah. But Seoul is... Yeah, I I was I was only there for like four days, and I re- really regret not staying longer. longer? Okay, really? so for really? place. episode See, we were gonna, three, we were gonna go for we'll five days. <laughs> Guys, we have a, I feel like we even talk about travel. Yeah. Like, part, I mean, part that's three. why I was gonna say we normally have every we have two questions we ask every guest, but I think we'll save that for part two. <laughs> Should we? Yeah, yeah because you know, like it's, part two is already happening. We basically know yeah. it. Like this is well, the sto- our, their story. Is our that we're, not <laughs> and we're not even done the first question. Yeah, right. Have you ever even answered that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Should we ask one of them? 
Yeah, ask one of them. Well, ask one of well, them. Last mics, it's easy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, it's the it's the easier of the sure, two. Sure. Uh-oh. If uh, if there was a movie about your lives, who would you want to star as you? Could be anyone from any point in time. Arnold Schwarzenegger from the Pumping Iron documentary. Oh. Shut up. Like well, for real? Well, no, but that would be like my dream. That <laughs> that's, a great, that's that a great documentary. His attitude oh, in yeah. that? BDE. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The what, what's the one line he says? The um, pump. Where he's like, it's the pump is always like he's coming. Yeah, yeah. It's coming over here. Yeah. Come over there. Yeah. I'm on stage. I'm just calming everywhere. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's literally one of the funniest lines. Honestly, and honestly, that, so good. I'm going to make a meme of that today. That's what I'm going to do tonight. Honestly, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like that guy was a... Yep. Mr. Universe, actor, governor. Yeah, he's still acting. He's yeah. a governor. Yeah. Like yeah. he went from bodybuilder yeah. to governor. The only other person that's in that realm is The Rock. Yeah. To this day, every time we go to he's Venice in I LA, to like to Gold's Gym, I fucking think about him. Yeah. I, f- I think about how he Gold's could be gym. there. And like one time we went to Venice, and there there was like a bodybuilding like yeah. competition on this like on the on the Venice beach, beach yeah. uh, in the that flexing. whatever that little like gym thing and they were like all fucking greased up and i was like oh my god this is like pumping iron <laughs> yeah. we're like 2019 version that's what i'm gonna like, watch today when i'm out it's oh, a yeah. great documentary oh, great. the ending is the you know, best there's a book called the arnold schwarzenegger encyclopedia bodybuilding my buddy of mine in university had it it's like this sure. big it's every exercise like he's ever done yeah massive yep crazy oh sorry. he's a beast so, sorry, no, Holly, what was your he's answer a beast. What was the question again? Uh, who would, who who would, would you play want to me? star as you in a movie? Probably like Chloe Sivigny or someone who's cool that? like that. Yeah, who's that? Oh, Chloe she's Sibigny. super New York. Cool. Like, in as you guys. Yeah. Like, New York art she's star. She's so cool. She was in the movie Kids uh, with Rosario Dawson that kind of started their career in the 90s. But now she does, I guess, a lot of movies like um, just, yeah, built into the system. Okay. So yeah, Chloe Sevigny. I remember we saw her in New York on the street when we were go- we went to the OVO store um, yeah. on Bowery, and like we saw her with like this guy on the street, and I was like, "What do I do? Do I it was follow very her?" Awkward. I was like, "Oh my god, I love her so much! Oh my god!" Holly and she like would follow, super not appreciate stop. that at all. <laughs> then she kind of turned back, and Holly stopped. We have a lot of moments window. like that actually. So that super bad moment where yeah. that guy's falling down the hall. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, three o'clock. Yeah. She turns around and walks, didn't even ask the time. Oh, yeah. So many of those. Moments where we've been in the same location as people who we idolize, and so I haven't said anything to them. Yeah. One time I did, we saw Solange. She like walked out of the hotel we were in, and I was like, I was like, what do I do? And he was like, well, if you don't go, like you're gonna regret it. Like fucking go. And I was like, all right, I'm going. And then I like ran down the street, and I was like, oh my god, I love you so much. Can I please like? I had a camera. I was like, can I just take your photo? Because you look amazing. She was wearing this huge Balenciaga jacket, and like she looks so fucking beautiful. And she was like, no, sorry, but I, I was oh. like, oh, but could we take a selfie? And she was like, oh, of course. And so like oh, there's this like photo though. of me, like the worst photo, but like <laughs> to this day, still like the Honestly. highest liked. And so then wait, we, they wouldn't let you take, she wouldn't let you take one, but yeah. you could do selfie. Yeah, selfie. yeah. and yeah. I did actually. Is there a reason well, in, like, in the media? She thought she was going to sell it to the paparazzis or something. Something, I don't know. Anyway, the I was pops, clearly a fan. Pops. Like, yeah. I saw her when she pops. didn't have, you know, crowds of people. But yeah. then we ended up, like, walking behind her. Like, we were kind of going afterwards. the same way. And I was like, I wonder if she thinks like, we're stalking oh her. Oh, my God. <laughs> so embarrassing. We're just, we just happened to be going the same way. And we had to go in a rush. And they were walking slow because they're like. It was they fashion week. We were so all we're like, rushing. It was yeah. like, a, oh, it was so weird. Oh, he was walking alongside of the whole yeah. way. <laughs> Ten blocks. <laughs> anyway, Guys, yeah. Um, this is uh, yeah. pretty much broken our record for the long yeah. time. So Oops. Close. Sorry. Well, so thanks for having us. Yes, of course. We love Ugh. having you guys yeah. on. No, well, no, honestly, guys, like the point, this is the point we, we, we say this very often. 
We want people to be sitting in a car ride up to the cottage or something, just listening mm. and not being able to speak. And don't feel bad because if if this was us as a guest in the podcast, we would just, we we talk more than anybody. Oof. Okay, good. Like yeah. our friends, our friends say it's the same as sitting like when we talk. They're like it's the same as us sitting in a room with you because we can't get a word in anyways. <laughs> so don't worry. This is I'm sure people will love that because we don't talk. They hear a voice all the time. Perfect. Yeah, and we'll line up a, a part two yeah. and probably a part three. Right, we're gonna have to at this point. Yeah. We'll, we'll honestly, like the, the, I've never had to. Pay, I mean, you always pay attention to people and talk, but like trying to keep like the branches made it so much more exciting. I was like, okay, where is this going here? I'm like the derailer. Like, yeah, like it would. Tristan break will tell off. it with like perfect context, and I'll be like, oh, but these things that you're not mentioning that really but need it's to cool, get mentioned. It opens up new. Exactly. It opens up new yeah. webs, right? I'm like, okay, like. Yeah, even the festival in Paris, like we didn't, or in France, yeah. like we didn't talk about that. Like, there's so many things that piqued my interest. But I was like, hey, do we start unpacking this? Yeah. Do we stick to this? Yeah. Do we unpack yeah. that? Stick to that? And like the best part was normally the first like one or two questions when you start the pod- podcast are usually a little bit dry and a little bit Stiff. slow. You know how you been? But yeah. that's why we do a rolling start, so we kind of just get right <laughs> sure. into it. Oops. Our first question. This is a rock. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. think you within, asked any within questions. five minutes. Okay, gun points in my head. Yeah. Working my job, and that's how Sidewalk Hustle started. Yeah. Boom, mic drop. That feels that, yeah. that that bank robber story feels like five minutes ago. Yeah, I I, I don't remember everything that was said. Ooh, I gotta uh, listen to this uh, one. Right. Remember, but yeah, okay. guys. I guess lastly, <laughs> if people want to find you, it's at Sidewalk Hustle on Instagram, on Twitter. On Facebook, on TikTok, it's sidewalk underscore, underscore hustle. Ooh, Someone took it? Yeah. No, there's some troll yeah, who has it tough. and he doesn't do anything with no, it. Uh, it's it's yeah. Annoying, yeah. We'll, we'll get it eventually. Well, yeah. we'll Sidewalkhustle.com. Uh, the coffee is Carry On Coffee Club. And then honestly, we're going to launch Sidewalk Hustle Archive. Yeah, we have Sidewalk Hustle oh, Archive. Cool. Tie dye vintage remix stuff. Tie dye vintage remix stuff. The hats. Yeah. Love it. Dope, yeah. guys. This is awesome. All right. Yeah, guys. Appreciate it coming Thanks. on. We'll and I can't, we Thanks cannot so wait to hear more us. about like where everything's yeah. going to yeah. because obviously we, you know. Can't wait to chat more. For sure. I love telling stories. We'll set something up Perfect. Sure. Uh, yeah. If you made it to the end, subscribe, <laughs> review, <laughs> just like he's Thank been you. saying subscribe this whole time. And leave a comment. Never plugged that so many times. Yeah, he plugged it every time. Like in part two. Yeah, thanks for joining. And that's it. Signing off, pals. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every eye. Got alone no one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright. Take away the pain And you don't remember